Talk Live. It's your show. You can bring up what you want via the toll-free number at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line for you. And it is Ian here with you. And Guard. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site we give away. So enjoy all those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com. So much to cover. So little time. It's almost be- uh, bewildering, uh, bewildering as to where to start. But I think we'll start with a story that really drives home how dire of a situation we truly are dealing with here. And then, Gardner, I think you've got something that has to do with the police state that we might oh, touch on as well here. You bet. But when people think of the police state, they don't think about parking fines. They don't. I mean, parking fine. It's no big deal. You know, five bucks, 25 bucks, whatever it might be. Well, they don't want to get them. Um, right, but, right. But it's no big deal. I mean, it's like, whatever. It's the, it's the low end of the police yeah, state. Yeah, sure. This is, this is just piddly. a little, yeah. Yeah, nobody, nobody's going to lose their house over parking fine, are they? Lose your car. <laughs> oh, well, wait a minute. Wait, wait, whoa. Did I say no one would lose their house? Well, hold on a second. Let's go to Milwaukee. The JS Online, the Journal Sentinel, jsonline.com, Peter Tubick. Ignored a $50 parking fine in 2004, and on Monday, it cost him his $245,000 house. You're kidding me. In what city officials believe is the first case of its kind, but I bet they wouldn't mind a few more. Oh, not at all. The city foreclosed on Tubic's house on West Veronica Court after repeated attempts to collect the fine, which over the years has escalated to $2,600 after their attempts had failed. According to the deputy city treasurer, he says, our goal isn't to acquire parcels. Our goal is to just collect taxes. It's well, only as it, a last resort. $2,600 <laughs> on a, what, a $20 parking fine? That's correct. A $50 parking fine. You, they, they, you, couldn't, you couldn't do this in the free market. Mm-mm. What do you mean? Uh, if, for instance, I let uh, $50 go on my Amex card or my, uh, <laughs> or my uh, you know, uh, MasterCard. They no couldn't way. take your house for that. Well, they mean? couldn't. They couldn't. They couldn't ante, um, raise it up. And how many? How long did you say? Two thousand four. Yeah, four years. In, wow. In four years, they could not make that twenty two hundred dollars. Twenty six hundred in that city. Mm-mm. Well, there's also another subtle difference, Mark. But and, and what you say is true. But also with a credit card company, you actually consented to to what's going on there. You uh, you agreed to the credit card company's agreement when you signed up for the card. And so you understood what the terms were as far as the interest that you would pay, what percentage they would charge, that sort of thing. I mean, it's it's all there and disclosed for you. But the government, on the other hand, oh. there was no consent. Now, now you, Ian, you, you can't have an agreement. say you can't say that because a man <laughs> exists in a certain area, was born in a certain place, and wants to live on property that he believed he owns, that he could possibly ever imagine that. He is doing anything but uh, selectively and and uh, and willingly accepting all of the government's arbitrary rules and the ability to take his house by force. And if he doesn't want to give it up, they'll kill him. Well, that is their position, isn't it? Oh, it's great. It's I love living in this. And country. it's a fantasy. I mean, yeah. it is a pure fantasy that only serves to benefit those who uh, you know worship the state. Two thousand six hundred dollars in parking fines over just a few years. Yes, that's Incredible. correct. That's correct. Uh, the, but but the uh, you know the, don't worry. The city treasurer says it's not their goal to take people's houses. But he, he says did. They just want to take people. <laughs> he just wants to collect taxes. I don't really care what your goal is. I care what you're doing, and what you're doing is taking people's houses. Hey, he, Mark. He said it's only a last resort. 
Hey, do you just, do you wonder if this has anything to do with you know the, wow. the mortgage bill that they just passed with all the bailouts, and they're going to have billions of dollars block granted mm. to the states to take foreclosed homes, to take the homes and buy them, and then resell them. I wonder if this has anything to do with it. Um, in this case, it's it's their power uh, as the government to take it over this terrible fifty dollar parking fee. Maybe it was parked in front of the mayor's <laughs> house. I don't know, but no, this is the inevitable result of all government fines. It doesn't matter what the issue was. It doesn't matter if you were riding your bike on the sidewalk or if you know you were uh, smoking a cigarette in a restaurant or whatever the issue is. This is the kind of violent threat that lies behind every single thing that government does. I mean, providing you actually own a house, they can take that from you at some point if they decide that. And then if they want, they can – I mean, this, taking the house will probably satisfy their uh, $2,600 debt. But if they uh, slap you with a fine and they don't want to take your house, they could you know, maybe take your vehicle and they, they can certainly lock you in a cage. Garnish your wages. In and fact, if you don't want to give them your house after they demand it from you, they will try to put you in a cage. And can you – you know, what gets me about this is – Let's say momentarily these guys look a little bit like the bad guys, maybe a little bit to Wait, the who? people in the area, the government people, oh, okay. right? Let's say they look a little bit because like the of bad this guys because it's so out of proportion for what some people would yeah. expect. I mean, I, I would expect uh, uh, anything from government, but uh, some of the people in the area, maybe they're more left-wing socialists, they, fascists, whatever. They think, well, you know, we need the government to do this or do that, and people's rights have to be restricted a little bit so we can all get along or whatever nonsense they want to come up with. So, therefore... Or they'll say, well, you know, uh, the, the parking ticket is perfectly acceptable. Even if these guys look like bad guys for a little period of time, it's not going to last that long. No. This guy's not going to lose his job. They might try to get some sort of policy change, but this man's never going to get his house back. It's not as if he can go and complain or do business with anybody else in some private system. No chance. The government will still be there. All the bureaucrats will still be there. And now they've got a house to sell and make more cash. Yep. And this guy is on the street. <laughs> yeah. And you can bet you can bet that some some banker pal in in the area or some attorney or somebody who's involved and very cozy They're with all the local politicians is salivating exactly over getting this house cheap because it'll be sold at auction. Well, according to the Milwaukee County Circuit Judge Richard Sankovitz, he said that. Uh, the, according to the story, he technically stayed the judgment to give Mr. Tubick one last chance to explain why he hasn't paid or even responded, but Sankovitz ruled in favor of the city's foreclosure. He said that the city was entitled to a judgment. Yeah, he, apparently he's obligated. Um, so the, the the guy's obligated yeah. to uh, to pay this. Isn't that amazing? How is that entitlement created exactly? I mean, I understand just because a look just because a man wearing a robe says something doesn't make it true now if the man wearing the robe says something and everyone believes it well then it's as good as true but it's still not true even if you know a hundred or 99.9 percent of the people that live in milwaukee say oh yeah the city's entitled oh yeah well, that, well that's what they call um argumentum uh ad populum yeah yeah mm. just because the logical people fallacy. believe it's true doesn't make it true right. in the same way that it that since people believe that the world was flat that doesn't make it flat that's correct well, according to the story, Tubic takes the blame for disregarding the 15 or more notices he received seeking payment and warning off of the pending foreclosure on the house, which was fully paid off 
but says wow. he had a good reason. He was physically and psychologically unable to handle the situation. According to the Social Security Administration, Mr. Tubick's been disabled since 2001. He's been diagnosed with psychological disorders that limit his ability to understand, remember, and carry out detailed instructions, according to the documents from the administration. In addition, he you suffers... Know, this is the man they're kicking okay. out on the street. In addition, he suffers from chronic pain caused by degenerative diseases of the knees and spine, as well as chronic respiratory disease, diabetes, and obesity, among other ailments. Gosh. It's awful. You know, I, I'm not a big fan of uh, mental illness. I think that it's often played up by people who want yeah. to, uh, you know, you know they, they want life to, to hand its things over to them. But at the same time, um, I do know what it was like on my 30th birthday. I didn't get out of bed for three days. Were you sick? Nope. I just... I, I didn't Bummed like turn, I did not like turn, turning thirty, oh. and I think that might be overstating. Maybe it was two days. Either either way, for a moment in time, I knew what it was like to be debilitated uh, mentally, and you know, just unable to do stuff. And I, you know, nothing seemed important to me. And I, you know, I didn't go to work. I didn't. I, I didn't brush my teeth. I didn't do the everything that I do every day. Just wasn't that important to me, and to assume that this man wasn't—I—I I, I don't feel that it's fair of me to assume that this man somehow could have responded to these uh, pieces of paper. I mean, obviously he could have gotten up and, and typed something out, but you know, some, but you sometimes. But you know, Mark, look, the state can take care of all that. You know, the, you got to understand—you've got to put yourself in the hands of the state. They can drug you and get you out of that. And uh, this man was obese. Uh, clearly, clearly, society has a responsibility to take care of that man before he becomes obese. He could always go on welfare now, I guess, right, Gordon? I mean, now that he's out of the house, and yeah, I feel you know, much I think happier. He could have been on welfare while he's in yeah. the house. Yeah, we'll, we'll take care of him. Well, I don't know about that. He was that. on SSI. Okay, that much is true. But, you know, people pay into that, so they figure that's something that they can get. And, and how dare this man be obese, anyway? We should, we should definitely take his house away for all his problems. Toll-free number here, 800-259-9231. More coming up. Talk Live. It's your show. You can bring up anything via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. SACL CAI toll-free line. Ian here with you. And guard. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features on the site we give away, so enjoy those, including updates. Get signed up. We will keep you in the loop. Whenever there's something fresh you need to know about Free Talk Live, you can get on that list at updates.freetalklive.com. That is updates.freetalklive.com. If a socialist became president of the United States of America, what would you do? How about President Barack Obama? John McCain. Differences there. The, the North American Union. Unconstitutional gun and drug laws. A national ID card. What's your trigger point? If it happens, what will you do? The Free State Project participants choose what event will trigger their move to New Hampshire to join the fight for freedom. Check it out at freestateproject.org. That's freestateproject.org. As we continue this story about what happens inevitably anytime government demands something of you and you don't pay attention, uh, that you don't uh, agree with what it is they're demanding. And in this case, it was a $50 parking fine is what they were demanding from Peter Tubick uh, back in 2004. And four years later, it has resulted in the seizure of his $245,000 home, which he had paid off in full. Mr. Tubick suffers from chronic pain caused by degenerative diseases of the knees and spine. This according to the journey, or excuse me, Journal Sentinel Online in Milwaukee. He also suffers from chronic respiratory disease, 
diabetes and obesity, among other ailments. In addition, he has some uh, psychological, alleged psychological disorders. So this man had uh, all of these problems and had managed to pay off his home during his lifetime. 62-year-old man managed to pay off his home. Might have been his parents' money. Whatever. I I don't care where he got the damn money from, but he managed to pay off his home. And, you know, a lot of people today, when they've got uh, a medical problem, it's very hard for them to make ends meet, uh, especially if they're having to buy medication and stuff like that and, and go to doctor's offices to, you know, have visits. And this all costs a lot of money. So it can be very helpful. If you're at the end of your life and you've got your house paid off to where, yeah, you aren't having to pay that mortgage every month in addition to having to pay for all the health care costs you have. So this guy was in a pretty good place as far as considering all the problems he had. At least he had his house. Yeah, but Jason, remember, he was obese, he was diabetic, and... We should be able to control his life. We should be able to tell him. You mean him, the state? And, yeah, exactly. And you know, because the state is us. No, and, and I so would never do this to a neighbor. We, oh, I don't know, because you know, we're all one big social entity. We have to care <laughs> for our neighbors, and so therefore, it's good that he's not in his house because he'll be starving and he'll lose some weight, and and that's good. <laughs> So that it's a good thing. Everything it's like that Twilight Zone episode. It's a good thing you've done. A real good thing. Yeah, this yeah. is awful. They've taken this man. They're going to be taking this man out of his home. I presume they will be. I don't know if it has happened quite yet. This is a pretty fresh story as of a couple days ago. According to the public investigator team at the newspaper, again the Journal Sentinel. In Milwaukee, in several lengthy conversations with Mr. Tubick, he frequently grunted in pain and broke down in tears. Tubick said, they're trying to take my house away for a parking violation. I know it was my own fault for letting it drag on. I've been under mental duress, and I haven't been able to handle this. Well, what, do you have a, an obligation to watch the mail for every little government document that comes through as well? What if you can't even make it out to your mailbox? I mean, there is no obligation to pay these gangsters. But it's he just paid, that they're going to steal pa- your stuff. He likely paid the uh, the things he did have an obligation for, like his power bill and his uh, you know his his phone bill and things like that. Yeah. Um. So one would one could sort of ask, well, why didn't he pay the parking uh you know thing? And you know, so I guess it really goes back to the question. What is the obligation to pay a parking ticket? Doesn't exist. Well, they, you know, they make it, me pay my park, make me make me pay my property taxes in order to pay for their roads, and then they give me a fine for not, um, you know, <laughs> parking on the the road the way they want me to. You yeah. know, I suppose some people would say, well, you guys are mostly in favor of <clears throat> voluntary societies, and the end result would be very very much the same. If you had a voluntary society, then the man would have to. If you didn't have the government owning the roads, they wouldn't be giving out the parking parking tickets, but some private agency would be running the roads and they'd be getting out the parking tickets or they wouldn't allow him to bring his car in or they would have to get some sort of uh, remuneration and payment for his for his problem because everybody would sign up and he would have voluntarily ah he would have voluntarily signed on to the rules beforehand and just because yeah. he's present in a certain area doesn't mean he's given his tacit agreement to have his home taken by the no. government there's no way a private entity no there's no way that anybody like me or like you who favors private societies would say, "Oh yeah, when we make our rules about parking tickets, let's have the final result be that they can finally take your home." Well, I'll tell you the other thing, if if you did have some situation with a uh, uh, you know, a private parking lot or private roads or whatever um the situation would be is parking would be clear. Yeah. I don't know about yeah. you, but 
Whenever I park on the, um, a public parking space that I'm not used to parking in, here in Keene, I've kind of got it down. I know that it's you know, no, like I don't. 9 or 10 a.m. to 6 p.m., Monday through Saturday, unless they have it otherwise posted. Mm-hmm. But I happen to know that. I've figured it out over time. When I go to Tampa, when I would go to Tampa, I'd get a ticket every time. Really? Because I didn't understand it. And they aren't clear. They, even when they do have a sign up, they're not clear. You, I just I don't know what the sign is telling me. Right. When I go to a private business and I see a no parking sign or restricted parking sign, it usually makes it very clear. You know, this is for employees only. This is for customers only. If you're here after, you know, if we we're find clear you the here. Space. We're going to have you towed. Yeah. And yep. in that event, in the event that your your car is towed, I, I you know I suppose you could say you're blind or something. But then again, you shouldn't be driving. Well, I guess there really is no real excuse for that. I suppose you could claim you couldn't read, but or you didn't notice it, or you didn't notice it. But even if you even if you made all those claims, the worst possible situation would be that the tow yard would have your vehicle. You'd have to pay them whatever the amount would be to get it back, fifty bucks a night or whatever the well, cost is. When it comes to a tow yard now, um, you know they have because most of them have uh, these these sweet deals and they make whatever they they want uh, as far as rates. It's forty dollars a day, and if you don't like it, you can wait till tomorrow when it'll be another forty dollars. I understand that, Mark. So if this guy would have waited, it would have been the, they would have taken his car. Wait, who would have taken his car? If the gentleman had been in a situation where he had had his car towed, and he, you know, mm-hmm. b- for whatever reason decided he wasn't going to pay that bill, couldn't couldn't handle it mentally, um, didn't feel that it was the right thing, didn't feel that the signs were clear, whatever the reasons yeah. where he didn't pay the bill. He wouldn't get his car back ever if he didn't pay the bill. Sure. Well, I mean, that's what you understand when you park somewhere and it's a private parking space and they tell you your car is going to be towed if you're parked here and you aren't a customer or you're not an employee. You understand that that is the eventual possibility of what could happen. But that's the worst that could happen is that they would take your car and you, if you chose not to, would not get it back. That would be your choice at that point. It was your choice to park there. And then it would be your choice to leave your car there instead of going to retrieve it from them. I think that it was so, just as much um, his choice not to pay that uh, the parking fee as it was his it, uh, as it would be one's choice not to go to the parking not to go to the the tow yard and get your car back. But the difference is one is an agency that has made it very clear what it is that they're doing, and the other is a criminal gang. The other is a criminal gang that does not legitimately own the property they claim dominion over. I agree yeah. with you that they don't legitimately own the property; that it is the right of way. However. However, they effectively own the property. Because they have men with guns who are willing to steal things from you in order to... There's a guy with a gun, uh, you know, protecting a lot of property. I understand that, Mark, but that property was purchased through legitimate channels by legitimate owners. I agree with you. Unlike these gangsters that are and running the government. that's really the crux of the point. That yeah. is the crux of the point. 800-259-9231. You can bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live. Would you like to help others find Free Talk Live? You can help us advertise, market, and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for $3 a month and get some cool bonuses at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can bring up what you want via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And guard. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com, and those features include live streams. We've got broadband and dial-up versions of the show, both free for you. So enjoy those on us at freetalklive.com. SACL CAI has a full-orbed approach to account recovery. 
It's really three companies in one. They do collections, early out billing, and they purchase charged-off receivables. Now, they know the way they treat your customer reflects on you. So SACL staff is respectful. They record every call, and they have the best equipment money can buy. So your business is handled as efficiently as possible. See their banner at freetalklive.com and visit our friends over at SACL CAI. As we uh, continue here, I, I want to keep going with this story a little bit more. I know the, p- the people are on the line. They do want to talk. We're going to get to your calls here shortly. But just a little bit more about uh, the 62-year-old uh, crippled man, Mr. Tubik, who has been kicked out of his house now or is about to be kicked out of his house over a $50 parking fine. A $245,000 house is what he owes. And... According to a former Supreme Court justice in Wisconsin, he called the case a human tragedy and an example of how people can fall through the cracks in the system. He says it seems like a drastic remedy, but on the other hand, the city has to enforce its zoning laws. I don't fault the city for that. Zoning? I thought this was traffic. Parking uh, issue. I don't know. Is that a zoning thing? He said it was zoning. He's a judge. Whatever. Anyway, he says it's a shame someone didn't intervene to help him. It would be nice if someone who worked for government would take the time and say, let's look at this and see if we're doing the right thing. It would be nice. What's the incentive for government to do that? Right. It would be nice if they would remember the human factor here. But yes, good but then, question, Mark. But then yeah. he went, away, went ahead and gave the house to the government. He gave it to them? Is, I'm asking you. That's the judge that said it, right? Oh, the judge? No, I, I think they just got him to comment on it. That's all. I think they just this is just a, a judge that yeah, commented? Yeah, just commenting. Just a judge. Yeah, but the, that, the judge that gave the house away wouldn't comment. I don't know if we comment. know which. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, that was Sankovitz, Richard Sankovitz. He said the, the judge that commented that gave the house away said the city was entitled to a judgment. Okay. Jeez. Tubik first got the fine for parking his Ford E-150 with no license plates in the driveway of the home, which belonged to his parents at the time. The radiator had broken, and Tubik couldn't get his plates renewed unless the van passed an emissions test. So he didn't it have was, the money to make the It wasn't even repair. a parking ticket. It was, in fact, a zoning violation for what they call a junk vehicle. That's what it sounds wow. like. Oh, my God. You know, you know what gets me so much about this is if you're getting involved with tort law, with the liability, you have to have an aggrieved and damaged party. And the state cannot represent a damaged party. The oh, state is an abstraction. Exactly. The state has not been damaged in any way by, by right. this, in any way whatsoever. Yes. So they can't, uh, it, through any, any concept of logic and jurisprudence, they, I mean, anybody who's dealing with the law for like a tenth of a second will recognize there is no aggrieved party here. Well, and and our friend Sam from the Obscure Truth Network has been doing a lot of really interesting uh, work on these issues, the issues of consent, the issues of, you know, where is the habeas corpus, where is uh, the corpus delecti, where is the body of evidence, where is the accusing party, where is the injured party, where is all this, and how is it that you, who claim that you are going to give me this free trial, you state people can possibly claim, or not free trial, but a fair trial, how is it you can claim to give me a fair trial when there's clearly a conflict of interest in that you are both the prosecutor and the judge? Oh, isn't yeah. that isn't there not is there not a conflict of interest there? And so there's all kinds of really uh, interesting questions that one can ask when one is put into a situation like this. But unfortunately, your average American has no idea about any of this. No, they don't know right. how to go and ask these questions of these bureaucrats, and so they just get steamrolled right over on top of and. 
this man had a car in his front driveway, and they ticketed him for it. You know, he wasn't I, even downtown. I got to <laughs> tell you, it, it, uh, education, uh, government education, um, is is such a mess. Anybody who's putting their kids into a private school or doing homeschooling, one of the things that they stress is preparing the kids for life against the predations of of the environment, the, the needs for work, and things like that. And I think it's so important to protect and prepare kids against the predations of the state to mm-hmm. teach them just what you were talking about, Ian. Well, they're not All getting that in government about school. The courts and yeah, you know, you think about it, it's like that's a whole other thing. I, we're watching the Discovery Channel last night, my niece and I, about attacks from various predators and how to ward off an attack by a mountain lion or a, a coyote or a bear or anything like that, an alligator. You know, what do you do? And and I think. For preparation today, we're not going to run into those predators very often. But the predators we will run into, they're human, and they call themselves the government. So, again, according to the story, had the uh, Ford parked in his front driveway at the time. Now, his parents... Uh, at the time, father was suffering from dementia, mom battling cancer, and he was their live-in caretaker. He needed to shop, cook, clean, maintain the house, and tend to his parents' need uh, needs. He said that at the time, he thought the van repair could wait. Uh, so, you know, he's got some priorities as far as what's taking up his time and his money, and this, you know, this problem with the van, not a big priority. Let's just leave that aside. Oh, okay, I got a ticket. It's just a ticket. No big deal. I'll just leave that and, you know, deal with that later. Right. That was basically his mindset. And how many people think they're going to have their house stolen over a you know, parking ticket? Several days later, Tubik's dad died, and he was overwhelmed. He said it was a combination of things, financial and emotional. My caregiving role all heaped themselves on me at the wrong time. And he said, I still don't function well. Month after month, the City Department of Neighborhood Services. Don't you want these people's services? services. That's great service. Wow. Uh, sent an inspector to the house to see if the van had moved or had license plates. Each time, a new fee was assessed and a letter sent to Tubik's home. At no time did uh, Tubik call or write to object or to explain his circumstances, city officials said. So the bureaucratic cog kept turning, as though it would have stopped if, they, if he'd said, please stop. Tubik's $50 fine escalated to 1475 and after it was clear he wasn't going to respond, the city filed a tax lien. When Tubik, while Tubik paid the property taxes he never paid the 1475 for the zoning violation with interest and penalties he owed $2645 before the city foreclosed on Monday a code enforcement manager with the department of neighborhood services said the zoning code that prohibits people from parking unlicensed vehicles in their driveways is aimed at keeping residential properties from looking like junkyards the city issues about 1,500 fines for such nuisance violations, which also include illegally placed trash every year. Many are for repeat inspections. Put yourself in the position of the neighbors, said the bureaucrat. Turns out, in this case, the neighbors weren't the ones to complain. Tubik had not been getting along with his brother, and his, neighbor, his, and his brother made the call. So his brother actually snitched him out to the code enforcers on this. Not that they wouldn't have found it eventually, but this is how code enforcers usually find out about your violations. Is it some uh, busybody neighbor of yours or somebody that doesn't like you that snitches you out to them? And in this case, it was his brother who uh, uh, allegedly called at the request of their mom... Uh, one day in a very bad mood, mom told me to get rid of the cars in the driveway right away. And according to the bureaucrat, if a violation exists, a violation exists. We are going to enforce a violation. If someone says I'm dealing with a death, we're going to be reasonable and give them a 30-day extension. But $1,475, that's a lot of months of mourning, not to be insensitive. 
Well, the thing is, is it um, it, it is insensitive, and, and the way that it's, you know, it's a one-size-fits-all circumstance is, once again, government does one-size-fits-all, defends it and saying, well, wow, whoa, we got to do what we got to do here. But if this was a private corporation that was doing this to this man, a private company, um, people would be like, this is disgusting. And, and I think most people are like, this is disgusting. But... You know, to, to think that one size is going to fit all, yeah, it's a long time to mourn for you and me, but what if your grasp on reality is a little shakier than than others? I, I just can't put myself in the, this man's position. This is the first time I've ever heard of somebody getting their house taken away for a zoning violation of $50, and that uh, what that says to me is that you're talking about a very rare individual. That, you know, he's he's down there below the one percentile in mental health. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Because, I mean, this is obviously a, there's there's more than uh, there's more than a million homes in the United States or whatever. So uh, this guy's mental health situation is less than less than the one percent. And I don't propose to say what it's like down there. The toll-free number here is 800-259-9231. Your calls are hanging on. We're getting to you next here. Uh, you can bring up whatever you want at 1-800-259-9231. Just another example of exactly what kind of level of threats and force are behind every single demand and law that the government claims that it you know, has authority over you. They will steal your house. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up what you want via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231, the SACL-CAI toll-free line for you. It's Ian here with you. And guard. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. And if you like the show and want to help support Free Talk Live, then you can shop with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. Entering Amazon through that link, Free Talk Live, will uh, will get a percentage of your purchase. doesn't matter if you buy used or brand new in over 41 categories to shop. Lots of items, great deals, free super saver shipping on a whole bunch of items. And you can feel good because Free Talk Live is getting a percentage. If you enter through Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com to your phone calls, we go to Dave, listening to WAIS in Ohio. Hello, Dave. Hi, guys. Do you have any updates on the Stone Stone City cult and the FLDS? Yeah, you know what? I'm glad you asked about that. I uh, did poke around. We'll give you the update here shortly. Thank you, Dave, for the call tonight. Here is uh, the latest on the FLDS, and I'm glad he asked because otherwise it wouldn't have come across my desk. Uh, because I guess it's just not as big of news when they're not stealing children from people. <laughs> you know, I mean, guys getting indicted for uh, sex crimes, that happens every day. According to the Associated Press, five indicted members of a West Texas polygamous sect turned themselves in to authorities Monday to face charges related to allegations of child sexual abuse. The five men were indicted last week with Warren Jeffs, who was the already jailed leader of the FLDS church. The charges stem from a state investigation into allegations that the sect forced underage girls into marriage and motherhood with much older men. State authorities raided the FLDS Yearning for Zion Ranch in April, as we talked quite extensively about on this program, eventually sweeping more than 400 children into foster care until the state Supreme Court said officials had overreacted and sent the children home. However, uh, these guys that range from age uh, 33 to 57 were charged with one count each of sexual assault of a child, a felony punishable by a sentence ranging from 5 to 99 years in prison. Their bond was set at $100,000 each. 
Uh, one of the men was also charged with bigamy, a felony with the same potential penalties as the sexual assault charge. One of Bigamy's, the, hold on, <laughs> marrying more than one person is the same as sexually assaulting somebody? Five to 99 years wow. in prison. Uh, another, uh, the man, uh, apparently the ranchers... You see how seriously the uh, governments take their little, their, their power. See, mm-hmm. the government believes that it has the power to tell you whether or not you can be married. Yeah. But... And, 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 you know, so obviously what happens to some little girl, whether this was sexual assault or not, I think is really not in question. Um, they, you know, likely they were, uh, you know, consenting. It's just an age issue. But that's, to me, those aren't even close to on the same page. Lloyd Hammond uh, Barlow, 38-year-old on-site physician on the ranch, was charged with three counts of failure to report child abuse, a misdemeanor punishable by up to six months in prison. So apparently if you're a doctor and you don't report what you have noticed is allegedly child abuse, what then if you, you don't can go think to jail. it is, and then somebody else says that they do think it is, so obviously and you made a it mistake. Was. Obviously it doesn't matter what you think, Gardner. Wow. What matters is what the state people say. Uh, attorney declined to give details of what the men were accused of doing, and so these men have turned themselves in at this point. Now, what did I speculate on back when they took these kids from the uh, from their parents? I couldn't tell you. My speculation was that well, first of all, the reason why they went into the FLDS compound was allegedly because they received a phone call from someone who was allegedly, you know, having sex with some right. guy. And that proved bo- bogus. That proved bogus. Right. They could not find the caller, and they had to return the kids eventually, as, you know, as a result of them having absolutely nothing to go on. Right. However, during the time in which they had possession of these children, which was over a month, they asked the kids a bunch of questions, and they did blood tests, and they were trying desperately to determine who was the father, who were the fathers and mothers of these children. Because the kids, they don't know. Like, they don't really know who their biological dads are because of, uh, you know, the they way get that, passed around. And, and the way that the, uh, the sect works is basically uh, the, the, the woman has the children, and then the women get passed around as sort of prizes to some extent to the people that are... In. Or if, yeah, if a guy gets uh, excommunicated, then he's replaced with someone else, and oh, he gets the wow. kids. That kind yeah. of thing. So there's all kinds of weird things that go on. But this is their life. It's their the way they choose to live life, and it's none of my business. Uh, but the state was saying that well, we need to know because uh, we've got paperwork and we've got to figure out you know who the parents are so we can decide you know blah blah blah. Yeah. They they tried to pass it off as though it was just some sort of bureaucratic rigmarole of you know just trying to fill out the forms. And I suggested that what they were actually, in point of fact, trying to do was determine who they could charge with more crimes. Who, the, you know, who was daddy? Who could we charge with a crime? That was, in you my were opinion, right. what they were, they were They were basically fishing, yeah. it seemed like, for And a while. now they've got some people that they've charged with alleged sex crimes. Of, you know, and they always use the, uh, the terminology children here, right? We're not talking about children. These, as far as I can tell, these guys are not having sex with children. They're having sex with teenage girls. Mind you, they are under the legal age of consent, but in their culture, in their society, in the society of the FLDS church... These girls are able to consent at age 12, 13, 14, 15, or whatever ages that they are marrying right. off. So what you've got is you've got a situation that's like, uh, you know, sort of aboriginal tribes or, um, you know, even, even America, the United States, a hundred years ago. I've said it before. Loretta Lynn was married at 13. Her husband yeah. was 21. So, you know, here in America, we were getting married at younger ages. 
So you have a different cultural scenario. Yes, it's inside the little line drawn in the sand called the United States, but it's still a different culture. And mm-hmm. to to enact the values and mores of one culture on another culture is going to cause problems. Yep, and that's exactly what these government people are doing. They're, they're saying they're just trying ours? to homogenize these people out of right. existence. They're saying we know the right way to live, and we're going to force it upon you. And if you don't like it, you're going to a jail cell. So that's the latest on the FLDS situation. Uh, five men have been charged. It looks like they are considering more charges. So it's not over yet. And these kids are now losing their fathers. It's good you've been following that, Ian. You know, you get a call. Well, like I that haven't been the following it. The ready. caller uh, asked us to check into it, so we did. And he yeah. also asked about Strong City, which was another religious uh, group that uh, has a little compound out in uh, New Mexico. They're not as I don't know if even compound is the right word, but uh, they're not as big of a group as the FLDS. They had three of their kids stolen from them. Three teenagers were stolen. I believe it was a 15, a 13, and a 16-year-old. Mm-hmm. The 13-year-old, interestingly enough, was returned to Strong City. We we reported on that when it happened. And according it does to, seem like the strangest part. Yeah, according to a blog post over at uh, Strong City's website, which was down earlier today, but luckily Google still cached the blog post, the 16-year-old female, the other one was a male, not sure what, uh, what his status is, but according to their, one of their latest posts, uh, she had a protective services intervention meeting at the Department of Children and Families in New Mexico. It was to be decided in that meeting what resolution would be brought or could be brought to Heald's custody and living situation. Her name is Heald, by the way. Would she be returned to her parents so she could go... They're telling this girl's uh, age I'm su- or name? I'm surprised at that. Well, it's their blog. Oh, I see. I'm, I'm sorry. So, I, was thinking it was City. News, I was thinking it was a news site. Would she be returned to her parents so she could go free as her sister is free with them, with no strings or restrictions? Or would it be decided that she would remain in state custody, isolated from her friends and family in Strong City? They decided to keep her isolated and restricted because... He says that uh, the love of God is in Strong City, and it's the love of God they've wanted to insulate her from. You know, they're re- really religious people. Anyway, they want to force her from being able to follow her conscience and her heart. Willow, the 13-year-old, was given her freedom, but this nearly 17-year-old girl will remain in custody. Now, Willow was different in that she has parents who love her, but a decision was made today. Healed will remain in state custody. Her kidnappers will retain their hold on her. They did not free her, even though she requested to be free, but with dictatorships, freedom is not so easily attained. So apparently, I'm not sure what this young lady's parental situation exactly is, but it sounds as though they are not present for whatever reason, and mm-hmm. she was living with the Strong City people, you know, by her own choice. They were not forcing her to stay there at all. Well, you can in, see a video In order of, to keep her away from Strong City, they have to imprison her. I mean, it's for and her that's own what safety. Yep, so, so now she, uh, so the latest there is they still have some of the Strong City kids. 1-800-259-9231. Let's go to your calls. Jason in California, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian Gardner and Mark. Hello, Jason. Jason, California. Hey, how's it going? You're on the air. What's on your mind? Uh, well, I was pulled over on Saturday and, oh, but, no. you know, harassed by the police, but uh, that's not really my point. I was driving away from it. I was kind of thinking, um, noticing that, you know, in California, they made the hands-free law for Bluetooth communication and all that. Okay. Can't drive with a cell phone uh, in your ear. Yeah. Um, so I noticed that they didn't. They never pulled off my Bluetooth device, which was on my ear the entire time, hmm. which I had been, you know, handcuffed and put in the back of their car for unjust reasons. But 
Um, I was thinking, it, I, I don't know how possible it would be, but uh, if there could be some sort of number that you could call that would be able to record uh, your conversations, I was thinking maybe just using your own uh, phone recording devo- device, but that only works yeah. for maybe a minute, minute and a half. Yep, yep, there is actually, that does oh, exist here in New Hampshire. My service goes on forever. Here in New Hampshire, and we'll tell you more about it here in moments, and thank you for the call. We'll fill you in with the details about what we call Porcupine 411. Hour 2 coming up, Free Talk Live. Our archives, website, and podcast will continue to stay free, but if you think other people deserve to hear this show, consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Help free some minds. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. Talk Live, it's your show. You bring up what you want via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. Cycle CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And guard. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features on the site are free. So enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com. We will get back to your calls, but want to answer the question that was asked the very uh, last moments of the last hour when Jason had called in from California to tell us that he'd been pulled over recently. And he still, uh, apparently, when even though the cops were arresting him, putting him in the back of the squad car, he still had his Bluetooth headset in. And so he was wondering if there was some sort of service that he could contact that you know would allow him to would allow him to record what was going on around him. And he must be new to the show because I know we've talked about this within the last several months uh, on the program. Yeah, but it, people don't listen Porcupine, every minute of the show. Sure. Porcupine 411 is something that we have here in New Hampshire. Uh, so I don't know. You know, you can't really use it out in California because <clears throat> that's not its intended purpose. Your particular service, but maybe they could make... Uh, this could be set up. Anybody mm, can set one of these Santa things Monica up. You totally could. Uh, but the basic concept is... This voice over IP becoming very, very affordable to do, uh, and so you can set up your own voice over IP server, basically, that will handle this. This is one of the many things that it can do. The way it works is you dial a number, and you can have it saved in your phone, just like any other number. For me, it's saved on number 9. So if you get my phone, you open it up, you hold the number 9 button down, it automatically calls PORK411. And then you begin speaking or recording or whatever it is you're going to record. You let it record, and when you hang up, the message is distributed via email as an attachment. Uh, so a compressed waveform right. It's distributed via email to hundreds of people who have signed up to be on that particular receiving list. Very cool. And so instantaneously, your situation is sent out to people. And boy, is who it... Who are monitoring their email. Correct. So it could be, you know, quite some time until, um, you know, some people don't check. Uh, well, he very... only asked if there was something to record. Yeah. He did not ask if there was something that would be, uh, you know, a live operator could, you could talk to. That's something that actually, from what I understand, does exist right now in a very beta preliminary stage, Porcupine 911. Again, all of this was set up by uh, one of the activists here in New Hampshire, Michael Hampton from HomelandStupidity.us. He calls the show from time to time. He's a busy guy. He is a uh, very technically adept guy, and it's great to have him working for us instead of working for the state. Uh, But he was the one that innovated this uh, around here, and it's worked brilliantly. People have used it to report things like uh, police checkpoints. They've used it to report uh, little things. You know, it gets pork 411, so it's not for emergencies. Uh, they've used it to report things like them coming here to New Hampshire and running late. That way, people that were hoping to, you know, help them move into their house wouldn't be too early. And so, cool. you know, sending very, information very cool. along. 
And uh, it's also been used to record some scenes uh, where the cops have been harassing people, where Dave Ridley, for instance, from RidleyReport.com was encountering the police on the street at one point. And actually at several points, but one particularly memorable point when the cops were harassing him for open carrying a firearm, which is completely legal uh, by their own laws here in New Hampshire. And Dave was holding that phone out the entire time recording those cops. And it's it's a really useful service. So if you don't have it in your area, perhaps you should get together with some fellow activists, if you have any fellow activists in your <laughs> area, and set such a thing up. If you don't, if you don't have, have any fellow activists... Get Sign to up for the Free State Project. Yeah, they're all here. That's yep. the thing. They're coming here. Go, uh, go to freestateproject.org and get on board because the Free State Project is uh, does bring you free talk live, and you can go and learn more there. And we would love to have your activism here in New Hampshire where it's really our best chance for liberty in our lifetime. Let's continue with your calls about what you want. I believe it is Tom on the line in New Hampshire. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Tom. Uh, yeah, I just wanted to uh, point something out about political debate like when uh, a state representative is on a radio talk show out there or a state senator and you want to call up and gripe about a blatantly unjust uh, state law, uh, if it's a situation where the government is wielding its police force as a weapon of unprovoked violence uh, to intimidate people into giving up their rights, uh, like like to intimidate them into sending their children to schools and that, that sort of thing, well, here's a line to close with. Okay, here's a line to consider using, and it will not only uh, wake up some a few politicians, but a lot of registered voters that are listening to that talk show, and that is to say the only reason your government gets away with that is because good cop killers are hard to find these days. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, and it's true. You know, the only reason yep. they get away with the war on drugs is because good cop killers are hard to find these days. Yeah, it's when true. My, my, when my wife was going through all this uh, mess with the uh, Discrimination and Naturalization Service, <laughs> and we're waiting all morning to, to get an interview, finally we get the thing, okay, now... Go over to the other window there and pay the $200, okay? We go over there, uh, closed for lunch. We have to wait until the <laughs> bureaucrat comes back from lunch to pay $200 worth of free money. Mm. You know, it, the only reason they get away with that is because good cop killers are hard to find these days. Otherwise, there wouldn't be a border patrol. So you're saying you know? that the reason why, I mean, to put it in other, in other words... The the reason why these cops and all these government bureaucrats continue to get away with this, like the guy we talked about in the first hour of the program uh, having his $250,000 house stolen from him because he didn't pay a $50 parking ticket, uh, the reason why this continues to go on is because people keep putting up with it instead of uh, instead of fighting back. That's what you're saying? I'm saying that this is a useful line that I am suggesting yeah. that more people can close when, well, like, yeah, let's say you're. I don't agree that cop student. killers are the solution, though, Tom. I think that the solution is non-cooperation. However, when you write, let's say they're writing, uh, the, the every freshman goes to college and uh, has this uh, immediate gripe that uh, they're a legal adult at 18, but the drinking age is 21, and all they get back is some obnoxious backtalk from the state senator about how this is for your own good, and they, uh, the state senators actually expect gratitude from the outvoted discrimination victims until 
they read a letter that says the only reason you get away with wielding your police force to try to intimidate us into giving up the right to drink is because good cop killers are hard to find these What about days. politician don't you killers? Think that, Tom, don't you think it might be a little too shocking for um, you know some people? Some people will just clam up and say, whoa, I can't listen to what that guy says because he said something that was too shocking. Mm, yeah, possibly. Well, we can't just sit around and wait for them to be good and ready to shut off their idiot switches. I no, mean, they, if they're... You're right about that. We, you know, so what if they're going to act like they're all horrified at it? What are we supposed to do? Sit around and wait until they're good and ready doesn't to be that reasonable? Sort of situ- While it is a, an interesting point, Tom, doesn't that sort of suggest that killing cops is the solution? Oh, no, I didn't say that. I know Nothing you didn't say it. Nothing should be construed as advocating, soliciting, <laughs> ordering, or otherwise attempting to persuade any persons to commit any acts of violence against any sworn law enforcement officer. <laughs> that guy is oh, genius. Well, well said. You keep that in your pocket and I'll yeah, laminate a card. Thank you for the call. We appreciate it. But, you know, you know Tom's, Tom's... I think it does suggest violence, though. And <laughs> I, don't, it's I don't think that's the solution. The reason why they keep getting away with it is not because they, they aren't getting offed. I mean, certainly that would probably put a stop to uh, some of it, but uh, but I, I don't know what it would do. It would it, it, at first it would cause them to uh, it would escalate to react. the situation. Yeah, it would, it, it, it escalate. Right. There would have to be a lot of cop Who killing, has and more those cops, firepower. Th- th- those cops would be behind. Uh, you know, the 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 most important lives to cops are cops' lives. They yeah. could really care less about what's happening to the civilian population. They could care less what happens to the uh, the prisoners. Is all they care about are cops. And I suppose, um, to some lesser extent, the politicians whom they um, yeah. you know work for. You get a lash back. You'll get uh, violence back against you, and you, yeah. you know uh, they'll scatter shot it as, against as many people as they can. You'll have a police state clamp down, crack down. It'll just be it'll just be worse. I think the reason why uh, it continues to go on is because people are just too damn deferent to what they consider to be authority, and they keep putting up with this crap. Oh, yeah. If enough people just stopped obeying, if enough people just stopped paying the parking tickets and all this other nonsense that they they uh, want us to obey then they couldn't build the j- they couldn't build enough jails to put everybody into they couldn't possibly i mean economically it's not feasible to put all the pot smokers in jail at once because then there's going to be all kinds of jobs that'll be unfilled and then everybody that's not in jail <laughs> no one could get a pizza delivered anywhere <laughs> yeah. in america everybody that's not in jail would then have to be paying more taxes in order to keep all those pot smokers in prison but will the pot smokers ever have the courage to stand up and say yeah i smoke pot and I'm okay. No, most no. for the most part, they will not. Though we are seeing it here and there. There was, you know, the kids in Denver or whatever in Colorado that uh, had a public uh, smoke-in or whatever on their college campus. That was good. Step in the right direction. And hopefully we'll see some civil disobedience in regards to marijuana sometime uh, within the next year here in New Hampshire. And we'll see what happens there. But for the most part, Americans are too damn cowardly to stand up for their liberty. And if you don't stand up, then, you know, we'll all just fall under tyranny together. More coming up. You bring up what you want. Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You bring up what you want. Toll free at 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And guard. And Mark. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features are free, and they include the bulletin board system. You can get interactive with over 375,000 posts. Lots of people talking about different things, from serious issues to fun stuff. You'll find it all free at bbs.freetalklive.com. That's bbs.freetalklive.com. TalkLive.com. Before you schedule that next business trip or maybe even that next uh, uh, conference call, try WebEx for free. You can go to WebEx.com. You can enter promo code 600, that's 600, and you can start your free trial of WebEx today. It's W E 
com promo code 600, and you can start your free trial today. Plus, get a free webcam. 800-259-9231 coming up. Gardner with a story in relation to the police state. Uh, but first, we go to your calls. Indy is on the line in Connecticut. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Indy. Hey, guys. I uh, bought a book on Amazon this week. I'm sorry I forgot to uh, interview your portal, but I did uh, patronize two of your online advertisers. Excellent. And I let them know where I heard about their products on, uh, the G- on the GCN stream. So I hope I did my part. Um, hey, since Card's on tonight, I kind of saved my question uh, until he was on. He kind of discouraged me a few months ago from getting inside of government and trying to change it from within. I wanted to share my experience with you guys and tell me if I'm on the right track. Okay, right. sure. I've been appointed to the local trash board, or as we call it here, solid waste transfer station board. And for six months, I've been arguing with uh, my team to privatize or to separate the dump from the tax budget. They resisted for six months, and finally I won them over. We are separating it and making it a pay-per-use basis. And I thought it was a major victory for liberty and freedom, and I uh, call you out guard. Am I doing the right thing, or are we... Are we on the right page? Well, you know, I, I've I've been torn about this for a while because uh, I do uh, associate with a lot of the people who participate politically. And on my show, um, I often talk about trying to stop legislation or trying to help a certain legislation get passed. And I myself have gone to the state house many times and testified and so on. I think my my position is I, I just get burned out from doing that. I don't want to dissuade people if they want to participate. But I am an anarcho-capitalist, and I was talking with a couple people about this, uh, which is I am uh, I'm I would be satisfied if we could go back to things like constitutional governments, small governments, and things like that. I'd say okay, uh, I guess you know my friends and I have done some pretty good work. We haven't gone far enough. But it's a it's a weird tear on principle to say, okay, do I say support Ron Paul for president even though I would rather not have the presidential powers exist? I think Ron Paul would do a lot better job, and I think he would go a lot more towards the Constitution on a local level. Um, I'd say, yeah, if you want to get involved uh, locally, politically, um, I don't think that there's a problem if you are always working to try to pare down the government and eliminate as much as possible. So that's sort of the way I look at it. Dealing with the reality of the situation that uh, we're in, Julia ran for office. I mean, she's accepting what we have to deal with here, right, guys? Right. Yeah, well, I'd, yeah. I'd like to make a, a further suggestion. Um, now, what my concern is is that you've uh, moved it from a uh, government monopoly to a government instituted monopoly. They, they've given it over to uh, some other, you know, private company, and which I I think is no, a, no. You said that they were just charging per use now instead of uh, subsidizing from all the taxpayers, right? Ian, you're correct. Charging for use, still a government entity, but you're kind of both right. Go ahead. Okay, so it's a a fee-for-use kind of situation, and I think that if there is any legislation, um, you know, any ordinances on the books, you're going to have to check, obviously, that prevents somebody from competing with the government, that you need to, uh, you know, your next step uh, to, you know, taking care of it. Now that the government's doing fee-for-service, they're essentially competing in the marketplace, and you have to allow the competition to compete against them. And then you'll find that likely what, what you'll find is the trash service will come along and, you know, the, the bureaucrats just can't compete. I shopped them in the, I shopped both uh, private and public in the uh, process. Mm-hmm. We provide a good value right now. But if the point comes where private can provide a better value, I'm going for that. So. Well, yeah. uh, the only way we'll know that private can uh, provide a better value is be- if private can compete. So I, I would... I would encourage you to try to find any ordinances that would prevent Yeah, can you open a landfill? 
well, can you just go and open a landfill? Without... Guys, we have a, competi- we have a competitor right up the street who made a bid for our business. The town had a better deal right now. Good. Okay, so, that's so all I, I wanted I to know. I did my homework. Good deal. Yeah, okay. and, and don't misconstrue me. I hope that uh, you know your impressions of, of my position on uh, laissez-faire, anarchy, and free markets – uh, in, in the abstract, I am a 100% uh, anarchist uh, free marketeer, but I certainly have no qualms with people who are getting involved with government to try to pare down the government itself. Uh, it's a it's, slow, grueling, awful process, but yeah, certainly think, we've think, seen that the you well, know the politicos here in New Hampshire have had some level of success. Speaking as the uh, small government guy on the radio show here with the two guys that don't believe in government, I I often I, what I hear coming. I believe in self-government. Whatever. Uh, I, 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 I'm, <laughs> I'm making a statement here. You believe in interrupting. The <laughs> um, what, what I hear often is that uh, you know if I support small government. Then I am, uh, you know. Then, then in fact, I'm I'm shirking my position of no government. You know, if if someone's uh, who is an, you know, anarcho-capitalist or whatever term you mm-hmm. want to use, free marketeer, voluntarist, if they um, choose to support a small government solution, then they're not uh, supporting a no government solution. And I have a problem currently with, say, this guy Sununu. To a lesser extent, uh, you know, Barack Obama and McCain. I mean, there you really, to me, it's six one half dozen the other. Mm-hmm. But with our uh, state senator Sununu s- score something like 80-something percent on the RLC's blog, or RLC's rating uh, uh, thing. But that 80% is just 20 or so votes that they took um, on, you know, they took out of the out of, out of the ether. They picked them and they they vetted them and you know. He oh, so they don't 80%. even look at them all. They don't look at all the votes. I don't think they look at them all. I think it's 20. Here in New Hampshire, the New Hampshire Liberty Alliance does, as I understand it, look at all of. Yes, the I know I, I, they they take uh, they take a uh, really? sampling also. Um, wow. Well, I can, I've got their sheets of paper okay, in my I briefcase. You. I'll show you. I'm shocked by that. The um, but the the fact is they uh that, that this guy, you know, he, where he messes up, he messes up on the war, which is half of the budget. So which you have are these unweighted votes his 15 mm-hmm. percent yeah. is probably closer to 45 percent because when he messes up he messes up on the war on terror and he messes up on uh you know the, the iraq war and the budgeting for the military so you're talking about you know something that takes up half of the budgetary pie and then and then you have and then you have other items not just the the uh t- technical cost of it but the cost constitutionally where do, you know is is one vote that's in favor of let's say some very obscure thing that uh, is is a sort of technically uh, unnoticeable versus well, they don't, they don't an take undeclared war or something like they that. They don't take technically um, unnoticed stuff as their you know what they what they well, try so to write, they try to spread it out you know the socialized medicine you know they want to they want to you know schooling you know all that stuff they try to get one one good vote from everything and they try right. to you know look at the best ones but unfortunately they're not weighted. My, so as far as I'm concerned, if you give uh, if you vote to, to give a billion dollars to the Department of Education. I'll grant you that the United States Department of Education is terrible for um, school kids and, you know, is um, one of the reasons that our uh, ratings have gone down uh, internationally for, you know, a long time. But $1 billion there versus $500 billion for the war in Iraq, those are not well, the same. You know, my, my scales are not only economic but also constitutional. I think a 99.9% of them, if it, anything is unconstitutional, I will oppose them. Yep. Uh, on the on this, the, I have a graduated scale for government. Um, I'd be satisfied with the founders' idea if we had small areas that were close to and similar to competing uh, private entities. It's not the way I would want it eventually, but it would be closer. Indy, thanks for your call. Hopefully that answered your question. More coming up. You can take control and bring up what you want. This is Free Talk Live. 
With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up what you want via the toll-free number at 1-800-259-9231, the Sickle CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Guard. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features are free, so enjoy all those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com, and the features include live streams, updates, and more. Uh, you can get signed up for the updates at updates.freetalklive.com. You'll know first whenever there's something fresh to announce about Free Talk Live. Again, that's updates.freetalklive.com. And are you remodeling your kitchen or bath? Now you can purchase knobs, poles, and faucets at wholesale prices. And you can support a business that supports Free Talk Live. Internobs.com. Save 10% on your order if you use the code FTL at checkout. That's Internobs.com. So not only are you getting great prices right up front, but then 10% on top of that will be uh, lobbed off if you use the code FTL. Now that's Internobs. I-N-T-E-R-K-N-O-B-S. Internobs.com. Friendly service and wholesale prices for knobs, poles, and more. All at internobs.com. As we continue, uh, actually, real quick, just to just to once again address what was going on with Indy's call there from Connecticut, because uh, Guard, you were kind of confused at why he was uh, even asking you that in the first place. Uh, because even though you are, as you describe yourself, an anarcho-capitalist mm-hmm. uh, or voluntarist, would you accept that? Yes, yeah, absolutely. It's a great way to put it. Yeah. Even though you are a voluntarist, uh, you also understand that people see some value in working within the system, and you don't, uh, you know, you don't belittle them for that no, necessarily no, no not at all and so if indy feels as though he's having some sort of positive effect being uh, pro-liberty inside the system then that's great and I think that's it's, it's awesome his thing and, and it's and, a great example for other people to see that's that's i think a very valuable thing and and you know uh, one of the things i try to do is i as we were discussing off the air anytime i discuss this i try to express that there are two groups in the sort of anarchist or libertarian uh, factions on our side of the fence, perhaps you might say, which are people who are willing to try to go in, influence legislation, talk to the politicians, spend their time doing that, or run for office. And that is difficult work, and I used to be involved with it. It's hard. And uh, and then there's the other faction. They don't want to have anything to do with government. They don't want people to vote. And I respect both of those positions. And I don't think it's necessarily like a bipolar condition to say, yeah, you know, both of you guys work. And if you can work in tandem, imagine getting the people who don't want to get involved in government but do protests and things like that. If they can work in tandem with the people who are trying to work in government, that sure. is a great and powerful thing. And I think we're seeing some of that happen here in New Hampshire. Um, but I wanted to touch on you had said that – that your uh, your your standards for the government people are pretty high, and yeah. I've found that uh, mine have become higher and higher as well. In that, if somebody wants me to vote for them, for instance, you know, if you're not going to sign the small government pledge that says that you will vote small government every issue every single time, as you said, you know, ninety nine point nine percent of the time, if you're not every issue every time small government, you cannot. I will not support you. You can't. I am exactly. almost. I am almost a hundred percent completely done with the whole voting thing i would make an exception for a candidate like julia my girlfriend who ran and signed the small government pledge she was the only candidate in the entire race who would who would sign such a thing that to me shows that you are really serious about adhering to whatever principles you possibly can adhere to 
whilst inside the system. And I if think, you aren't willing yeah. to take that stand, then I'm not willing to support you. I think the closest thing you could get would be to try to find... Uh, you're giving these people your sanction. So you've got to find someone to whom you can give your sanction, your approval. And the only way that I would do it is if I could really believe that this man was as consistently as possible or a woman, was trying to vote to reduce the burden of government on people, to dismantle the Not the reduce state. it over here and then enlarge it over there. No, exactly. That's and, not, no, sorry, right, not right. going to even deal with you. Yeah, you can't, so, you can't go that way. You yeah. know, one, one of my good friends in the state house is Dan Itza, a representative here in New Hampshire. He's a fundamental, fundamentalist evangelical Christian, hmm. uh, but 90-some percent of the time he votes in favor of very good bills, very good laws. Now, I know we live within the government structure. He happened to write one of the bills that I found not so good, which was the defense of marriage bill here in the state of New Hampshire to mm. try to amend the state constitution to define marriage as between only a man and a woman. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, with slow conversation and slow talk, I started to get him to see my position. And now the question is, if I were in his district, would I vote for him? On all these other issues, uh, I know that he's awesome. On this other one issue, I say to myself, ah, oh, geez, uh, luckily I would have an out because it wouldn't be a state issue eventually. It would be a federal issue if somebody got married in another state and they came to our state. The full faith and credit clause of the Constitution means that we would have to acknowledge it and because it's a legal document in another state. So I would have an out there. But what if that didn't exist? How would I go? So those are difficult situations to try to try to handle. And hopefully, if you're going to be voting, you'll find somebody on a local level who consistently is uh, voting in favor of freedom. That's a tough find. I yeah. can tell you that. It yeah, is I, you know, I I can't say that. See, I, they can't resist. I it, have the you know? I have the same dilemma. Um, yeah. You know, probably to a lesser extent. My my uh, my number will go a little farther. I'm willing to stretch it. You know, maybe to from the instead of 95 percent to 85 percent or 80 percent or something like that. But you know, on a national level, there's different concerns than there are obviously on a local level. And I also, you know, I'm going to admit to something that I, I haven't admitted. I, I've told no one. You I've, are I've, a gay I've, man. I've, no, no, sorry. <laughs> You've already told someone that. I've, I've, uh, I've only told one other human being this, and, um, and not my wife. When we had the mayoral election, I said I didn't vote for any mayor, mayoral candidate. I voted for the Republican because I, you know, I just I didn't know what to do. Here you've got <laughs> crap hole on one side, and you've got, you know, the big money jerk on the other, and and like it's just the same thing. And you know, it's it's either it's six one half dozen the other, and I just yeah. decided instead of not voting, I would vote for one of them, and he lost. But so therefore, my vote didn't count. But still, you know, I mean, like it, I I I just don't know what I don't even know what to do. Well, you know, as I have always uh, or recently have been saying on the program, I think what to do is to non-cooperate and build that movement because I think it'll be a lot more effective a lot faster than having to wait two years and then you have to run somebody else and then hope that they're principled enough and then, you know, and blah, this is, blah, 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 and get money. What happened and, to me is what's going to happen to a lot of Republicans. Uh, they're going to say, you know, I got to. I got to go vote for this presidential election, and they're going to end up pulling the, the lever for McCain, even though he sucks. Don't tell me you're going to go and do that. <laughs> oh, I can't imagine oh, you doing that. I would and, and, you know, you from the show. It's interesting. Sununu, though, I might very well do a Sununu. I'm on the fence. I don't well, that's, know. That's I, one I, of the things where you look at you look at some of the people who are outside our sphere, and they're looking at the Obama-McCain dichotomy, this problem, you know, and they're saying, well, on balance, what it, and and they're saying, well, you make the same decision, guard. You have to say, well, on balance, would I vote for this guy? And that's why oftentimes I don't vote. And instead yeah, I, I try to, to work towards it. educating people because there isn't that option. And, and 
And uh, yeah, there's no option for me in the presidential. Yes, yeah, it has to be a very, very clear choice for me. Otherwise, I can't yep. do that. And well, and my standards keep going up. Yes, my I standards. Think, I think in the presidential up. election, what I'll probably do is vote for Ron Paul as a write-in. Now, I'm not. I'm not saying okay. that it. Yeah. I, I, it'll it'll amount to anything. I don't believe it will. But right. at the very Bob least, Barr will be lucky if he gets reported on as far as his results. So yeah. certainly, it's not going to. You know, nobody's going to report. I wonder write-ins. whether he's going to get some conservatives that would have otherwise voted for the Republican candidate. I think he he likely will. Uh, well, I got. Likely think, keep John McCain out of office. I think the same phenomenon that has worked in the past is going to work again, uh, pretty much, except for maybe a couple percentage points with the the evangelicals and the other conservatives out there. Uh, where as disgusted as they are for John McCain, uh, they won't turn to Bob Barr. They're going to say it's going to get closer and closer and closer. The pressure is going to build, and they're going to say, "Oh, I've got to do something. I got to do something." And Wasted vote syndrome. Again, wife yeah. syndrome. Exactly. All right, let's go to your calls. Christian anarchist Gene is on the line in Tennessee. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Gene. Gene, going once. Gene, the Christian anarchist. Hello. Hello. How can you hear me? Yes, sir. Hey, Gene. Okay, good. Um, I just wanted to say uh, how an anarchist can be involved in politics. All right, because, do tell. Uh, of course, I am an anarchist, and of course, uh, I have been involved in trying to get Ron Paul elected as President Santa Claus of the United States, I would call him. <laughs> uh, because uh, I look upon participating in the political process as same as uh, participating in telling children about Santa Claus and the presents under the tree and all this, because certain people aren't ready for the reality that all of this is fiction, that none of it actually exists. And for those people, we need to bring them into the fold gently. You can't just shock them. Yeah, that's a good point. You can't just... Right, you can't just whip off the rose-colored glasses. Thanks, Gene, for the call. More on the way. You can take control of the airwaves. This is your show. It is Free Talk Live, and the toll-free number for you is 1-800-259-9231. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. Sickle CAI. Toll-free line. Ian here with you. And guard. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com. And if you want to help support the show, then we need you to vote for us. Please go to vote.freetalklive.com. Still behind by over 100 votes and in fourth place. Measly stinking fourth place. And measly hundred votes. I mean, we've got wow, uh, you know at least 3,000 people that are going to listen to this on podcast tonight. So, you know, if just a few of you went out and voted. It'd make and a don't forget difference. all the live listeners right now. Yeah, and, uh, thousands uh, of radio, radio stations everywhere and, uh, you know, online. And... So we don't ask a lot of you as listeners to the program, but this is one of those things. It's a once-a-month thing that we ask you to do. Of course, we ask more than once a month. Unfortunately, we have to because we just don't get the enough response from asking right. once. I, and we've, we've instituted a policy that we didn't mention on the air yet, yeah. is that um, we're not going to ask for votes at vote.freetalklive.com if we're 25... I, I'm thinking 25 or 50, somewhere in if there. You've got a lead? Yeah, if we've got one. a 25 or 50 point uh, vote lead, I don't see any reason to ask for it because, you know, our listeners are doing their job and so therefore we should bug them. It's their job, it's just something nice. It's appreciated. You're right. It's, it's, not, it's, it's nothing that they have to do. We're right. giving, you, you aren't giving getting paid. Show. 
we're going to keep doing the show if you don't vote, but darn, it sure does help us. It helps us get new listeners, and a lot of you found our show through Podcast Alley. Yep. So go and uh, vote at vote.freetalklive.com. It'll take you a minute, maybe less, and all you need is an email address. It will not be sold or spammed, and it makes a big difference for us. So please, vote.freetalklive.com. As we continue with your calls, Fred is on the line listening to KGEZ. Fred, you're on Free Talk Live. Good afternoon, gentlemen, or good evening, hey, whatever Fred, it is. Fred. Hey, what's on your hey, mind? Hey, um, are you guys against paying taxes? Yes. Uh, yes. I'm not against paying taxes. Okay. Why? Because I think there are certain services. You know, the government, we formed our government to do the things that we can't do for ourselves. Like I did not. And that did you? You were there when they formed the government? No. You're really old We, I said we as a nation formed our government. Mm, I see. To do the things that we can't do for ourselves. Now... I I am against paying taxes when it's going to salaries, and the salaries are higher than most of us in the private sector are making. Would a man making ten dollars an hour in the private sector hire a servant and pay him fifteen? Because that's exactly what we're doing in this damn country. <laughs> well, yeah, that doesn't make any sense. I have no problem paying for services I've contracted for, and I am interested in some of the services that government has monopolized. I mean, I am interested in fire protection for my home. I'm interested in having the streets plowed and salted during the wintertime. Well, and I'm willing to pay for those things, but I want to pay for them on a voluntary and, market basis. And, Ian, remember the contract that you and I signed for him before he called up? Uh, that said that he would pay for all of our entertainment and uh, our cable television. Majority and, rules, you know, right? We, we did that together, I, even though we did it 200 years ago, and, and he wasn't even alive to be part of that consent. We did that because, you know, we're all very patriotic people. There are a couple fallacies in what you, what you brought up, that the whole concept of the we but thing. I'm, what I'm saying is when we're paying the government employees more than we're making in the private sector, especially in their pensions, and all the benefits they get, they get 13 holidays off a year. We get six holidays off a year mm-hmm. in the private sector. But and this is what I'm a little sick and tired of. But I'm what sick if, and tired of them becoming my master, and I'm the servant. See, but you can see that inherent in your disagreement and frustration, there's a problem. Because what if we, in the majority, say that that's acceptable? Well, we is the ones that were pushing... Barack Obama and McCain, because, as I said, 52% of the workforce works for the government directly or indirectly. So they right. take all the divorced women in this country. Government, be my papa. Government, be my papa. And they're the ones, we the people, are demanding more welfare. Well, That's I, our damn know, problem. We pra- are demanding, pra- not me personally, not you guys. Yeah, practically speaking. But the, but the damn voters are voting for Gimme, 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 gimme. You're right. And practically speaking, you're absolutely right. We're being we're being bled to death by a welfare state that shouldn't exist constitutionally, should not exist ethically. That's right. And is is backwards economically and destroys lives. It's supported by an educational system that makes kids believe that this is okay. But but inherent in this that what has allowed this to all grow is the concept of the we, the concept that that we yeah, and so what we've got to do is recognize, A, that the Constitution that the founders signed is not necessarily a document that applies to us because we didn't sign it. But if well, we get rid of the twenty get rid of the eighteenth Amendment, which was adopted in nineteen twenty three, go back to just the um 
just one vote per family before, like it was before 1923. That would solve a lot of the problem. Here's, here's an idea. I say if a politician is going to be running for a federal office or a state office or a local office, and those people know that they're going to be taking an oath to uphold that particular document, and they want to sign on to it, I'm going to hold them as strictly as possible to the parameters of that document, and that would mean cutting out all those things you just complained about. You're in trouble. There's not enough us. Uh, there's not enough of us wees compared to their wees. Right, which is why <laughs> non-cooperation is the key to success in this whole uh, uh, battle for liberty that we're all engaged in. Well, Fred, I've got something, Fred, I've got, I've got something I want to talk that's uh, talk to you about. that's pretty serious. But if you had another point, go ahead, and then I want to get to the uh, serious. I, the reason I called for it was on the war on the drugs. Okay. Yeah. Free Speech TV did a show last month on on drugs, and it was the show was done by ex. Ex uh, DEA agents, ex cops, and ex and ex judges from Los Angeles, mm-hmm. and they were saying they made they asked one question: Do you want the private sector dealing out drugs, or do you want the criminals dealing out drugs? And here's the point: the criminals don't give a damn who they get hooked on drugs at what age. At least if it was done in the private sector on drugs, because you're not going to get rid of the stupid idiots in this country from using drugs. No, you sure aren't. At least put it in the private sector so you can control who takes it and who doesn't take it. Absolutely. I mean, right now, there are 12 million children, 12 years old on up, hooked on crack. You know, uh, we've got the our friends uh, Will Buchanan, his wife and his brother are walking across the country right now, and they're in the midst of walking across your very own state of Montana there as we speak. And you can go and follow his progress at walkforliberty.com. I've talked to him before, and he doesn't agree with me whatsoever. Well, you've talked to Will Buchanan. I think I've talked to him, or it was one of the guys who was walking across. He was talking about drugs. But anyway, no, no, no. I was going to point out. In Los Angeles alone, they spend over a billion dollars a year in the courts just fighting drugs. Look at our prison system. One-third of all the men in prison are there because of stupid drugs. Well, what I was going to say about Will Buchanan... That's just possession, nonviolent drug offenses. uh, I've seen numbers even higher than that, somewhere in the 80 percentiles of somehow drug-related. Anyway, I I find it hard to believe, Fred. to put a man in prison. Fred, just as on the point that you were talking about earlier about drugs being in the private sector, manufactured uh, through a legitimate, uh, quality-controlled, laboratory-based process, uh, Will Buchanan from the Walk for Liberty has been walking across the country for liberty, and I doubt you've talked to him because he's... Maybe you know, I didn't. He's I not really to in cell phone about range. A year ago, who was walking across country? No, no, he's only been on doing drugs. it for about three months. Um, no, he's okay. not on drugs. He's uh, walking for liberty. He's walking to New Hampshire. Walked from Oregon to New Hampshire. But anyway, here's what I wanted to share with you, Fred. Uh, he is, you know, walking through Montana right now. And apparently, there's a lot of anti-meth advertising in Montana. A lot of real community-based anti-meth support. And there is. what people don't understand about legalization is that if uh, meth was legalized, then it wouldn't be made in some guy's back shed or in their bathroom with the kids nearby it'd be manufactured you know at pfizer it'd be manufactured at some quality controlled location and nobody would be put in jeopardy from the manufacturing uh, parameters fred here's a serious issue i've got to discuss with you and the other kgez listeners briefly here uh it is it has come to my attention that uh there are certain contingent of listeners out there in kgez land want the show taken off the air yes they want free talk live taken off the air they want it replaced with a uh, a refed uh, program 
program that's not even going to be live. And uh, they've been lobbying pretty heavily to the station to get that done. Apparently, they had an on-air vote the other day, which is yeah, that's right, a, last Friday. Which is an awful way to do to take a vote oh, because a it all, you know it's whoever gets through on the phones gets it to brought, vote. It brought every it brought every cockroach out of the woodwork. <laughs> Here's what I would suggest to you: they have yet to to nail down a decision on this. Um, if you want Free Talk Live to stay on the air during weeknights, there. Please get in touch with uh, Elizabeth over at the radio station. Oh, I have it. I've, I've already. I've made my point on the radio. I, this isn't just to you, Fred. It's to everybody else listening to KGEZ that likes Free Talk Live and wants us to stay on the air. Please contact Elizabeth. Her email address is traffic. Oh, I know what it is. At Z, I know you know, Fred. I'm telling everybody else. Thanks for the call. <laughs> traffic at z600.com. That's her email address, and you can get the phone number from the station as well on their website at z600.com. So, so what's what's the, they want to refed uh, conspiracy theory. Yeah, type apparently show. we're not. You know, I, I didn't ask, ask exactly what the objections were, but I've been on the air on their midday show before, and I, I've heard from the detractors and the haters, and they don't like that we're you know we're not a conspiracy show, but, and you know, they want and more conspiracy. Here's stuff. here's well, here's what I don't quite understand about that is um you know the how far do we really deviate from that. Okay, I don't believe that Harp is controlling the weather up in Alaska, <laughs> and I don't, and I don't believe that. Uh, what am I doing here? <laughs> that that uh, chemtrails are trying to kill us. Maybe they're trying to control the weather. I don't know. And maybe there's something in the stuff they're trying to control the weather with that, that might affect some people. So but. it's up to you, KGEZ listeners. Be persuasive. Our fate is in your hands. More coming up. Hour three's on the way. It's Free Talk Live. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supply, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. We are launching into hour number three of the program, and you can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's 1-800-259-9231, and it's Ian here with you. Vanguard and Mark. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features are free, so enjoy all those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com. We launch right into your phone calls and start with Paul listening to KGEZ in Kalispell. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Paul. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Um, actually, back to the voter issue you had here about a half hour ago. Yes, sir. On the uh, the whole Republican-Democrat portion of it, um, honestly, I'd like to think that one little old person does have, you know, say as far as a vote one way or the other. But uh, one thing I'd like to see on a ballot is an option, you know, you have party A, party B, but what I'd love to see is an option C for neither of the above. That would be, be awesome, great. wouldn't yep. it? Huh? Well, I said that what? would be awesome. And then, and then if that gets the plurality of the vote, then they have to call a new election within a certain number of weeks. No, I think they should c- shut down the state. That'd be great. <laughs> yeah. But that's not going to so happen. So, uh, caller, what would you prefer? Um, None with, of the above. But, no, no. Okay, so what happens Just if they vote? My vote counts. I mean, as option C, it's like, hey, I don't want either these two jackasses in there um there's somebody else out of 300 plus million americans living in this country is this the best two people that you can come up with 
I, I, I'm, I'm for both of those options. Either uh, nobody fills the slot or, um, you know, that at least we get somebody else to choose from. Because I, I, I simply – I would choose that over what I've got between uh, McCain and Obama. Oh, yeah. I mean – and seriously, yeah, I'm a huge Ron Paul fan, big time. But well, think uh, about think about this though. I mean, the, the numbers show that nine uh, percent of Americans are satisfied with Congress and, and as far as their job performance and all that. Nine percent. And their nine percent approval ever. rating right now. Yeah, lowest ever in American history. Yeah, yeah, the lowest ever. So that's exactly why you'll never see none of the above on the ballot because they know that none of the above will win probably more often than not, and they don't want and that last, because it would the show their election. system is illegitimate. In the last two Bush elections they had were the lowest amount of uh, voter counts total in history. What? Yeah. Uh, is that true? Oh, no. I, the, I, I thought, thought were those high. were the highest ever because they were uh, you know, sick and tired, or they were scared that the other guy was going to get in. I did not hear that. I, I have not heard that either. Okay, I don't know where I got that from, but yeah, you know, anything could be true. That, that I don't know. my brain somehow. You know, sometimes <laughs> it, 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 we're no authorities either. I mean, I've, I've been paying uh, a little bit of attention, but you know, often, oftentimes in, in life, we'll hear something from someone and it's delivered in such a fashion that it just sounds true. So you decide to believe it. Well, let me run an idea by you, Paul. I don't know what elections are like there in Kalispell, but here in Keene, New Hampshire, where we do the show from, they when you are running for a local uh, city council seat, for instance, you're allowed to put a uh, a nickname in. In your name. So if you're known as, you know, Paul Big Boy Johnson, uh, and the Big Boy is the nickname, then you could put that on the ballot. They will write your nickname on the ballot. I don't know about the name Paul Big Boy Johnson. <laughs> There's just something that I... Get your mind out of the gutter. <laughs> anyway, uh, so I was thinking about running as a nobody candidate. I was thinking about running as Ian Nobody Bernard, and that way people could actually vote for nobody on the ballot, and I would make it very clear in advance that I had no intention whatsoever ever of actually you know filling the office or or doing anything so that it might be a roundabout way you might want to consider looking into to actually make that happen i tried the other guy before i'd ever tried nobody (laughs) 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 thanks for the call we appreciate hearing from you 800-259-9231 we continue here dignan is on the line in arizona on the amp line hello dignan Hey there. Hey, you're on the air. I was calling about the involuntary servitude that we were talking about on Saturday. Okay. So, yes, uh, but the national first, service, as they are calling it, or national slavery, as I prefer it to be called. Yes. Oh, it, it concerned me that a lot of the people talking about talking for it were saying that all these young people could use this lesson that it would provide, but I find that people, once they're 30 and above, don't really qualify as young people. They tend to have jobs. They tend to have their first home. They Mm -hmm. um, usually are starting a family. And we have foreclosures going on left and right in this country. People are cutting back, trying to save money. And once you remove a primary breadwinner from the home for two years, I doubt there are very many families in this country that could survive that without Losing their home, uh, hmm. losing their job. Yeah, it's and, crazy. Uh, yeah, the, not having anything to go back to. I didn't hear anyone bring that point up. That's the most ill-advised portion of this, and um, I, I totally agree with you. You mean besides the whole sla- enslaving people no, thing? No, no, um, the enslaving people that have families and uh, putting all these houses up for uh, you know mortgage. It's, Somehow that's worse than enslaving anybody else? Yes. Slavery, slavery, my yeah. friend. Destroy, it's enslaving all of the American people it's and destroying the economy is worse, the worse economy. than just enslaving all the people. 
Go ahead. I'm sorry. It's going to completely destroy the economy. Right. Uh, uh, and uh, destroy lives. It's, it's going to destroy from doctors and lawyers all the way down to factory workers. Uh, everyone lives pretty much on their on the margin. Yeah, a lot of. No a lot of people can't afford to give up two months, let alone two years. Well, that's why what you might see when they go through their little process of determining how to do this, maybe they'll just do weekends or something like that for people to force you into slavery. Or they just say, Saturday. okay, we're shrinking the numbers down from uh, 42 to 24. And then, then it's supposed to look like they've given us something when, in fact, mm. they've grown the government. Yeah. So it can, you know, that, that, that's another way that, you know, they can make this, uh, you know, sort of look better, look more uh, appetizing to people. And then instead of losing your home, you'll just lose all your free time with your family how about that you lose all the free time with your family but i don't see how they can take you on weekends over to iraq oh, oh well that's no, where no. they'll put the 18 to 24 year olds <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah they've got they're uh, going to have all kinds of government jobs uh to for you to fill in this national slavery program that they're uh, that they're promoting dignan thanks for the thoughts tonight appreciate it 800-259-9231 you know i and what it, it seems to me what what i heard complaints on were the young people today and i you know i really wonder um first off they, these guys that called in many of them were in the military did they not realize the military you know did they not see a bunch of losers inside the military you know when they were there in their times of service as though somehow the military is supposed to straighten you out that's what puke was telling us yesterday a former military man who was telling us that he was in the military with people that were supposedly straightened out and they were just the most bunch of shiftless losers not all of them but uh, there was a bunch of those people right there. And, and i understand what it's like you know the one guy was complaining that he manages got, um, young people and that young people stink um, to manage well what he didn't mention is how long he'd been managing and i should have i should have asked him this question because if he's been managing for 10 years and the young people that he was managing when he started mm -hmm. are now 10 years older are they still crappy employees yeah good question because essentially what he's doing now is what the, he's asking the army to do or the military to do which is uh, you know be, a, be be the employment for these people as they grow up mm -hmm. as they hit the real world as they get out of high school i mean if you're the, if you're the first uh, employer whether you're the military mcdonald's or some other employer that takes somebody out of high school government school mm -hmm. of course you're going to get a loser that's what you're dealing with let's go to josh in nevada you're on free talk live hello josh Josh in Nevada, going once. Yes, Hello. I'm here. Hey, Josh, what's on your mind? Okay, uh, I want to talk about the uh, Voluntary National Service. Okay. Okay, okay well, uh, now, I have served in the military for 13 years now. Okay. Were there any I've losers? Did you serve with any uh, losers that uh, did not apparently get whipped into shape, as our callers uh, over the weekend suggested that the military does to people? Many. Okay. And I will tell you that before they do get out due to things like that, Usually they're, you know, kind of humiliated in front of people, you know, trying to whip them up in shape. And usually that has a counterproductive measure. Right. And you they fall even deeper in their hole. I, I, I don't want to make a, uh, I don't want to overstate this, but you can't take a stutterer and scream at him in front of his friends and make him stop stuttering. Mm. You know, so you can't take somebody who's in capable um, of, you know, whatever it, whatever task it is that they're asking them to do, scream at them, belittle them in front of people, and then make them able to do it. And it's it's just, it's dumb to think you can. Yeah, well, sometimes that's the way they think. Yeah. But uh, what I did this time was uh, I have, you know, nine and a half years active, and I've recently joined the National Guard in the last three years. And uh, so I took it upon myself to talk to around 30 to 40 National Guardsmen from all walks of life and ask them how they felt 
about this uh, voluntary national service. Let's find out what they said. We're going to bring it back here in moments. Eight, hang on. 800-259-9231. Your calls as well. Justin, Bill, Ivan, Todd, Lee all on the line. Ladies, you come first if you dial in toll free at 1-800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You bring up what you want via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231, the Sickle CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Guard. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Features on the site, they're free, so enjoy those on us. And those features include the wiki, over 1,700 pages created by listeners just like you. It's like the listener-editable version of our website. Go to wiki.freetalklive.com and see what it's all about. That's wiki.freetalklive.com. Have you done your will yet? If you haven't, do your family a favor and go to LegalZoom.com. You, uh, they, they do all kinds of legal documents there, but your will is so important to have because if not, you're just caught up in probate and the state decides who gets what money, and I'll bet you most of it goes to the lawyers. Mm. So LegalZoom.com, you can use code FTL to save $10 off your order, and the wills aren't much at all. And, you know, it's, it's, it's fast and easy. I've done it. LegalZoom.com. We go back to your calls. Josh is still on the line in Nevada, and you were telling us that as a uh, longtime military man, you recently had joined the National Guard as of a few years back. And because of this whole national slavery program the federal government is uh, possibly looking at putting into play here, you decided to ask around some of your uh, coworkers there at the National Guard and get their thoughts on the situation. So do share what happened. Yeah, well, actually, um, as I was actually surprised that uh, many of them were actually for it. Uh, many of them brought up the same argument as some other callers about the, uh, you know, it'll straighten up the young people. or mm-hmm. The young people don't know what they're doing. They're all going crazy. And uh, some people brought up about doing your part for the nation. And you have an obligation for it. Obligation. Oh, gosh. And uh, so then I asked some of them as if they were the government. And I asked them, so I'm 18. You call me up. And it's my term, time to serve. And I say, no, I'm not doing it. And I ask them, like you do, Ian, what are you going to do about it? And some of them thought for a while, and some said, well, we'll put a little mark on your record, like as if you were AOL or AWOL. So that way, when you try to apply for a job, they will see this mark on your record and not hire you. Um, another one said, well, we'll give you a fine. <laughs> and then I asked them, okay, well, I'm not going to pay your fine. Now what? And almost all of them said, well, then we'll throw you in jail. Yep. So they were ready to and throw people in jail. Their way or the service. highway. That is correct. And, again, some of them said, well, yeah, if you don't want to do it, you can always leave. Oh, boy. And uh, and there was actually about five or six people that initially thought it was a good idea. Well, and then after I oh, gave them the before you go on, Before you go on, um, my thought on this is, you know, this isn't currently the law of the land, right? And there are many countries where this is the law of the land. So why don't those fascist pigs just leave? If they like mm. the idea of national service so damn much, why in the world would they be saying, why don't you leave? Well, they've got their vision of uh, society, and they think it's the right one, and they are willing to enforce it upon you at gunpoint. They don't want to go anywhere. You should have to leave. It's you're sick. The one that, it's sick. You're the one that wants freedom, and I, they don't want freedom. They want their version of what they consider freedom, which is the freedom to do to you, apparently, as they please, if you don't follow their rules. Go ahead with the other okay. point, though. 
Yeah, I'll definitely have to give them the, you know, the benefit. Many of them were younger, and that was the crowd I wanted to go towards because this is going to affect most of them anyway. And, uh, and even when I was young, I can say I have to be guilty of that I had a lot of socialist ideals. Same here. You know, everybody mm-hmm. doing their part. Sure. You know, and then when I saw the way that real world works, how there's always going to be someone that's going to be lazy and not do their job, and someone else is going to have to pick it up and do it. And it's usually going to be the higher class people that will either get out of it altogether or know enough people not to have to do it. Yeah, you yeah. Know, I mean, that much, that's true. Um, but, you know, when it comes to, you know, uh, big socialist systems, people realize, wow, there's no way to get ahead. So I'm just not going to – the only the only way I can get ahead is, you know, I can either have leisure or money. And when I can't make money by, you know, working harder, I might as well take my leisure. So they decide, huh, I'm just not going to work that hard. <laughs> and they learn – uh, terrible work habits, and you, you destroy the productivity of your nation. Josh, thanks for doing that little survey for us. We appreciate yeah. it, and thank you for the call tonight. 800-259-9231. You know, brings me to a question. We were talking about this idea of this national slavery program where every uh, young person in America from 18 to 42 is forced to work for the government for two years of their life. I don't know if you've covered this on Against the Grain yet, Gardner, no, but it's, no. it's something they're talking about. Time Magazine, Target, Home Depot, some other big companies are getting together on September 11th for a summit about national service oh, where they're going to hash yeah. this issue out and they're going to try to get people behind it and they're going to push for it and uh, we, we you know we talked about how even though they say it's voluntary it's not really voluntary when they label it voluntary what they what they mean is is that you'll get to choose which bureaucracy you work for oh isn't that's that the, nice right that's the voluntary aspect of this and so we're actually uh, by the way mark did you get a call back from target yet today of course not no, we're trying to find out uh, to clear to get target to clarify their position on this uh, you know and and hopefully get them to withdraw because we like target and we don't want to stop shopping there Absolutely. but we will i certainly will and so we're uh, you know we're, we're cluing our listeners in on this but i'm wondering some of our listeners suggested well if they were drafted into this national uh, slavery program that they would just be you know lazy bureaucrats and you know not really show up to work on time and not really do anything they would just not do what they were being told to do but i'm thinking now i mean considering the authoritarian way government operates as draftees as slaves they may not have the same level of oh i don't know uh, i guess moving room i'm not using the right term the, the, maneuvering. Act, you know, yeah, maneuvering room uh, to where you know the average bureaucrat can slack off and you know not really do his or her job and still keep their job but if you are drafted then they may have a slightly higher expectation, you know, that you show up. I mean, for instance, when you were in government high school, if you went to government high school, you remember they took attendance. Oh, and yeah. if you didn't, if you weren't there, then there were, was some sort of punishment for that. So they're not going to fire you from the National Service Program. Even if they're paying you a stipend, they're not going right. to fire you from it. They're going to do something worse. Yeah, yes, something worse is going to happen to you if you don't show up on time and all that. I just wonder what it'll be. Yeah, you know, I think you're right that um, once they instantly something very authoritarian like a national service program or a draft um, they're, they're, they need they know that they're going to need systems for enforcement mm-hmm. on you know people that because that's probably what's going to happen is you're going to have a lot of uh, you know um, you know people sort of underworking not, yeah, show not up showing then, up again. right slough off. Well, you know, maybe if they had a bureaucracy towards anarchy, well, that wouldn't work well, would it? No, no, absolutely. You know, it, it, what really gets me is, are they going to be issuing brown shirts for this? Are they going to be, uh, you know, are we all going <laughs> to have to Maybe they'll be red, white, and blue, Gardner. I, it's amazing they that, won't make they, it that they couch this stuff in patriotism and nationalism and all these types of things, 
And what it comes down to, it's the same thing here as it would be in another country, as in any other country. It's fascism. It is control over individual freedom and individual liberty. But with the, the funny excuse. thing is, that's their, that is their excuse, is that, well, they do this in Europe. Or they do this in, you know, wherever, uh, some of the other countries that do this. They say, well, national they, well, this happens in other countries, so we should do it here, too. No! We're supposed to be different. How do We're they, supposed to be how free. Do they, how do they square that? Well, I mean, how do they square that with the idea that, that this is supposedly the land of the free? Supposedly. Good, good luck getting them to answer that question, right? Normally, I think well, that if they had to, they would say, well, this is the price you have to pay for your freedom. This is the kind of thing that makes me get so angry that I almost want to get violent. Like, go to that summit meeting and do things that would <laughs> screw it up. But, you know, I'm a nonviolent yeah. guy. But that's the it's, level of hatred and yeah. anger that I feel towards this idiocy. It's, it's, it's an affront to the natural position of man being an individual and free. These people are evil. This is about what's best for the collective, Gardner. This is what's best for the state. The state is all in the state. Your possessions are only yours as the state does not need I'm them. getting really angry, man. 800-259-9231. That is the toll-free number. You can take control of the airwaves. Bring up whatever you want. This is Free Talk Live. One of the bonuses you'll get as a Free Talk Live amplifier is access to our classic archives. For just $3 a month, you can become an amplifier, and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players. Get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything. The toll-free number for you is 1-800-259-9231. Sickle CAI toll-free line. Ian here with you. And guard. And Mark. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Features on the site we give away, including archives. If you missed a moment of the show, just click and download. They are totally free on the front page of the site. Free for you at freetalklive.com. In Chapter 6, Subterranean, Tad Galahad goes to hell. In hell, he finds nanobots, killbots, sexbots, supermodel clones, immortality, and a rocket ride off this pale blue dot. Go to freedom-engineering.com and read it for yourself. That's freedom-engineering.com. As we continue with your calls about what you want, it's Johnson in California. Johnson, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Johnson. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Hey, can you hear me now? Yes. Okay, good. Um, Okay, so, you know, first of all, California, it's very interesting to be calling you where it, when it's uh, still sunny out. It's different <laughs> for me. But <laughs> I wanted to talk to you uh, actually about something Mark brought up about writing in um, Ron Paul. Okay. And I'm finding it interesting because I, I find myself also in write-in land, which makes it sort of an interesting, I guess, conundrum because at that point you can write in anybody you want. Yeah, you can <laughs> and, write in uh, Harry Brown if you wanted to. I, I could, you know, and uh, even though he's not alive <laughs> – to actually you know, be in the office, which would be interesting, but uh, actually, I'm planning on writing in Mary Ruart because oh, she was yeah, going yeah. to make a run, All right. and uh, you know, she she did put herself up for it, and uh, you know, I feel like something weird happened <laughs> to have uh, Bob Barr get the uh, nomination. Yeah, it's called but, an infiltration uh, over several years. That's what happened. Yeah, uh, so you know, I think that that's pretty awful. But then the other thing that I actually had two subtle little other things that I want to talk about. One was uh, a possible, uh, I guess, a promotional opportunity you guys could have said. And I don't know if this is still a sponsor, but 
you were talking earlier about that guy who was uh, bedridden, uh, or you know, he couldn't get out of his house, get to his mailbox. The uh, crippled, heavyset gentleman. Yeah. Um, you know, it sounds like somebody who could have benefited from keep your assets. <laughs> Uh, you know, I, I know Ian. You've talked to me a little bit about keep. I, I think it's what keepyourassets.net. Yes, uh, former uh, sponsor of the program. Yes. Yeah. And okay, I, they're former. Okay, that's. I, I wasn't sure, but you know, hey, they were probably good to us. So yeah, it they were. Feels good to mention. They, sure. You know, it's uh, their uh, their product. I mean, you know, that that's exactly the type of thing that I think that he could have benefited from. But anyway, moving on. Yeah, like put the uh, house the in the name of a corporation or something like that to therefore protect it from being seized. Yeah, that's yeah, possible. Yeah, then the state couldn't have put a lien on his property. He would have been uh, good to go. But. uh the other thing that I wanted to bring up is sort of a challenge, and I don't know whether or not this would be something that would be too difficult, uh, but I think it would be sort of an in- interesting linguistical experiment if uh, Free Talk Live discontinued use of the word we on the show <laughs> entirely. Well, now, I mean, if we are talking about – you mean in the, in, the, in the terminology that people use it as in we the nation, we the country, I mean, we the government? No, no, no. No, no. I mean entirely. I mean, use proper pronouns. For example, instead of saying we, uh, when you're referring to Free Talk Live, say Free Talk Live. Or Or, when you say, instead of saying we, say myself and Mark and Gardner. Yeah, well, that's an interesting point. You know, just stop using the word altogether and then question it whenever anyone does. The only thing is there you're – I know exactly what you're saying. You could say you and Ian and I are talking about this and so on and so forth. But in that case – we is appropriate. It's it's a useful pronoun when it's used properly. Right. It simplifies well, the sentence. I think what uh, Johnson's yeah. saying. Uh, he's I not agree saying, with that. He's not saying that, it, he's not yeah. saying that it's not a useful pronoun. He's right. saying that it does in fact its usefulness. Does its uh, danger that people can you know the overuse the the way people use we mm-hmm. in, in in normal nomenclature to try to uh, you know get people uh, you know involved that are not involved. They say, well, we elected this president. Like hell, we did. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I the the vast majority of people didn't vote. I think it would be an excellent experiment because it would make you very hypersensitive to the use of the word we, and it might bring the listeners in on being very hypersensitive to the use of the word yeah. we, and uh, you know get people really focused on that. I'm pretty good at it, though. And, I mean, as is. and then we, and, and then people who believe like us could be just that much weirder than the rest of the people. <laughs> <laughs> we can have I, our I own little language. That's <laughs> you know, great. I think the two very simple concepts of, of being a freedom-oriented person are to be aware of force and aware of the, you know, the uh, collective... Collectivism, uh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm in 100% agreement with you. I mean, and I think I'm pretty good at catching myself and catching others saying we in an, in an inappropriate yeah. context. Uh, but I do like your suggestion. Maybe it'd be a good reason to bring back the buzzer. We used to do the like uh, buzzer <laughs> where people would say like in the inappropriate way. So we could just hit the buzzer whenever whenever someone uh, inappropriately uses we. I don't know if I want to take it all the way because it, was just, it would just be kind of cumbersome to have to say other names. But I do get your point, and I'll consider it. Johnson, thanks for the call, dude. 800-259-9231. As Gardner, Mark, and myself continue on with the program. Yes, yes. <laughs> See, it's, it would be it's, some work. It's yeah, three it's, of us. I'm not, I'm, I'm not saying I'm against it. I, I yeah. really would uh, go either way on this one. I, I, I think that it's interesting. We continue, though, with your... Oh, see, that's yeah, it's going to be tough. Yeah. Let's talk to... We, what about all let's? of us, the people listening and the people that are uh, doing the show, <laughs> Isn't are let's going on. Short for let us? Yeah, let's. let us. us oh, is that bad? Uh, us is just 
a, a you know is is we and uh, like a different yeah. uh, tense or something. I don't know. I think I'll have to work too hard. I don't like to work. That's why I'm a radio guy. Let's talk to Lee in KGEZ Land, Montana. Hello, Lee. Good day. Hey, you're on the air. What's on your mind? Oh, I just thought I'd uh, give you a little background on um, the reason there was a vote. You're uh, talking about but, you're talking about for our listeners just tuning in there in KGEZ land the the anti free talk live forces have been mounting against us and attempting to get us knocked off the air. You pissed off the wrong guy that one night. I don't know who he is, but when he went off on Bohemian Grove and, <laughs> and then chemtrails and stuff, you got him all wound up. Yeah, yeah. Well, well we're gonna piss some people off, first man. Thing I mean, in the morning when the you know, ten minutes after the show started. So it was him. He started it. That guy. Well, at- yeah, you got. <laughs> you picked on the wrong guy. Well, I think that we uh, we, we we make a stance on the show, and our stance is that uh, you know maybe. Well, the, what, let, let me just uh, finish my. Uh, Go ahead. My thought here. This is helpful criticism for you guys, and then you can comment all you want. All right. You know, you had one vote out of at least. 60 people. This went on for two and a half hours, no commercials, no national news, lauded everything out, and then it went into the free trade thing where they have a thing where you can advertise your junk car for sale or whatever. Mm-hmm. It went halfway through that. He had that you, you couldn't get through. Now, interestingly enough, as many times as you diss me and Fred, Fred voted for you. I didn't have to because all these people were, that were calling in were doing the job for me. But what it boiled down to was time and again, 6 o'clock I change the channel, 6 o'clock I tune out. When my employees are working late, 6 o'clock they're not listening. They go home, 6 o'clock they're not listening because you guys are uncoachable on this stuff. Well, so you, you're, you, when you say uncoachable, you mean we should just you don't uh, want bow to know, down? You don't want to look into it. You don't want to know anything about anything other than your weird little happy land of Hampshireville. L- l- listen, uh, Lee, I, 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 I'm reading right now, I'm reading a, uh, a, a book called Them, and it's, uh, you know, Conversations with Extremists, and it's, you know, it, it's all about people that believe that uh, there's this new world order out there, and I'm trying to compare what I believe versus somebody who com- um, believes uh, that there's a new world order. And so... But it's uh, also about the chemtrails and all right, that right, other right, nonsense. Right, well, you know, that, but that's all sort of a uh, phenomenon of this new world order, right? So... Well, I believe that, in fact, uh, there, you know, there, there's a uh, conspiracy of bankers worldwide that want to control, you know, the the, the uh, governments and the economies of nations. Now, I don't propose to know what race these bankers. As a matter of fact, I know that these bankers come from all different races, and I would suspect that they sort of compete with each other um, as to see who can control which areas and that kind of thing. So, I don't believe in one new world order. I believe that there's many people, many conspiracies. Do you do you see how close my belief process is to somebody who wants to use the terminology New World Order, Not close which shows enough, up buddy. to most people as those darn Jews. Hey, Lee, hang on. We'll let you answer that question in a moment. 800-259-9231 is the number for you to take control here, even in these remaining moments. Not too many uh, chances to get on here left this hour. Uh, actually, this show. 1-800-259-9231. We will continue the controversy erupting over Free Talk Live in Montana. Free Talk Live. This is 
is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can bring up anything via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. SACL CAI toll-free line. Ian here with you. And guard. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. The features are free, so enjoy them on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. If you like the show and want to help support Free Talk Live, then we ask that you shop with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. We also ask you to become an amplifier at amp.freetalklive.com. When you go to amp.freetalklive.com, you'll learn more about the program. It stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote, and the idea is you send in 3 bucks a month. We take that money and reinvest it into the show, getting on more radio stations around the country and uh, thereby spreading the message of freedom and liberty. So if you like that idea, you like Free Talk Live, then amp up. Go to amp.freetalklive.com, and you get perks like the... Uh, Toll-free lines that only amplifiers have access to. You'll also get the amp-only chat room forum and more. Amp.freetalklive.com. Lee is back listening on KGEZ, and he's telling us about uh, some of the, I guess, the inside scoop on this anti-Free Talk Live alliance that has apparently sprung up there in KGEZ land. Because apparently we just aren't nice enough to the conspiracy callers when they call the show. When uh, When they demand that we do all kinds of research on their crackpot ideas. Is they get very upset when I say I don't care. Well, you know, Ian, I I think the ideas are really interesting, you know, and I, I, I you know, we all here at, at a certain level think that they engage our interest to different degrees. Uh, you know, I've watched a lot of videos on these things, and uh, when I do my program, so I, I just like to devote my time. Yeah, you know, I've it's watched. Just, it's, wait a minute, I've let, watched let every Alex here, please. I've watched every Alex Jones video that he's ever come out with. Yeah. And I've I've done some level of looking into these ideas the first time I heard about them. But that was enough. But when these people call in and they want us to do more and more and more research because, well, they're convinced that all these stories are true. And for some reason it matters to them that we agree with them 100 well, percent. Then, no, I'm not going to do all that. I've already made up my mind and it doesn't matter to me. If it had mattered to me five years ago, I was a different person then. Yeah. Today some it doesn't matter. Some of them matter. feel that way. Some and, of them don't. And I explain myself as to why it doesn't matter because it's irrelevant to what I'm trying to do. And I'm trying to talk about liberty and freedom and how we can achieve that in our lifetimes. I'm not trying to focus on all the evil uh, conspiratorial things that government might be doing. I've got enough evil real-life things that I can point to, like national slavery. Yeah. I can point to real-life governmental things like police abuse, things that are really happening that are 100% verifiable, and you know you don't have to go digging around to figure it out. But apparently that offends some people. And, Lee, you're saying that I should just go ahead and... You you know, break down and do what these people want, huh? No, I'm not saying anything. It's oh, okay. your it's your program. That's right. Yeah. Well, right. Uh, I'm giving is. you background, as I said, helpful criticism, uh, which puts. By the way, you're way up on me. I haven't even seen all of Alex Jones's videos. He is a prolific video guy. Well, you know, which what do you think is the more constructive alternative if you're going to be devoting time to try to educate people about freedom and about the dangers of government? To to get into things that the the information is debatable or sketchy at best, or to get well, into think, as Ian said, you know, concrete, verifiable things that are happening now and are scheduled to happen in the future for attenuations of our liberty. I think Ian makes a really good case to continue fighting his fight. I think it was. Uh, I don't know. I know it wasn't Squeakbox Toby, but uh, it sits there and cackles uh, half the time. But he. Uh, Whoever commented was, and I might have been Ian, but to this guy was, I don't know and I don't care. That Which sounds like something I would me say. of a story I heard a long time ago when this little kid comes up to his dad and says, Dad, what's the difference between apathy and ignorance? 
excuse me, got it backwards. What's the difference between ignorance and apathy? His dad says, I don't know, and, and I, don't I don't care. care. Yeah, that's, hey, a good, that's a good one. I like that. And, you know, just just while you're here, but I don't I'd care like to for mention something. If, if you Google my name, Gardner Goldsmith, right, uh, you'll see some guy who posted something when uh, Julia and I were filling in for Ian and Mark uh, a number of months ago. And we got a call oh, yeah, from a guy who was a conspiracy you. guy. Yeah. yeah. And the guy's coming up with all this ad hominem stuff and saying that I, I operated completely differently than Ian and Mark would have when a conspiracy caller guy called in. And I said, well, you know what? I appreciate it. But really, we're sort of steering it in a different direction, trying to devote our time to some of these other well, issues. Well, that's maybe why I still periodically listen. But the, the main thing that you need to remember is, when you got people saying, I change a channel, I change a channel, I change a channel, and they called you everything but nice guys. Yeah, I'm sure they did. And they, yeah, I mean, it, it, barely uh, repeatable. Well, yeah. And I said, God, I don't even hate them that bad. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm wondering, though, if, you know, maybe... Maybe they just don't want to hear something well, besides was, what they um, what they totally yeah, they what want, they believe. They want a choir show. They want to you know rah rah well, conspiracy stuff theories. from these other guys. That's that's that and they don't want to learn anything from us. Apparently, they have nothing to learn from us. And I don't know if I even well, believe them when they say they turn it off. There's a lot of truth to that. We started a little a group called the Flathead Action Team to handle specific local issues, such as our city airport expansion that's more illegal than illegal can get. Uh, I mean, everything from blocking off the forest to chemtrails, every, you know, people bring up these things. Everybody picks a topic and they keep working on it. So we're actually doing something. Well, that's good. That's a good thing. And, yeah. And I for, still leave it. I mean, still everybody has their little thing. Everybody right. says, okay, I did this. Well, Lee, we're know, short on time, my friend. Know, I do have to let you go tonight. On the stuff, I, I thank you for the call, Lee. We are short on time. We do have to get to some of these other callers. But, uh, you know, I'm still going to leave it out there where, where I've always left it. And that is that, uh, you know, I don't care about these conspiracy chemtrail stuff. I, it doesn't it doesn't make one difference in my life well, and I am going to continue fighting I don't for think liberty. you can prove it. I think that 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 the, the reason that one can't sh- you that you don't care about it is it's difficult to prove. There's to be there'd be no complete com- conclusive proof on this whereas yeah. you know I, maybe they're spreading stuff in the sky to control the weather. It doesn't seem like there's they'd want to poison us. There's a police state. That I know. There's a police right, state I can, in this I, country. Like I can show you all kinds of evidence right. for that. So we focus on reality and what's concrete and what we can prove. Those other shows want to go off into la-la land. That's their business. And if you don't want to listen, that's your business, too. 800-259-9231. We continue here. You can bring up what you want. Bill in Nevada, you are on Free Talk Live. Hello, Bill. Hey, guys. Uh, I just wanted to kind of respond to uh, uh, to the gentleman that just called and also the guy mm. that is supposedly you, you pissed off. Yeah, and uh, you know I, I'm a I'm a member of the the so-called truth movement and patriot movement, whatever you want to call it. <clears throat> Excuse me, and uh, I, that guy should be ashamed of himself if he is indeed a part of that movement. Well, Mark had because a suggestion during the break. Point. Mark had a suggestion during the break that this might actually be a new world order plot to get Free Talk Live <laughs> off the air. <laughs> That's the way to promote it. You guys bring up great points, and I love listening to your show, although I do disagree with some, some of the things you say. And, and, you know, your cavalier disregard for his subject matter did kind of tweak me off a little bit. But, you know, I love your show because I learned different things from a different perspective. 
I listen to Alex Jones every day, just about, and I love listening to that because I learn other things as well. You know, and it's it, to me, it seems foolish if you agree with someone on, uh, you know, ninety ninety five percent of an issue to go kick them in the chin when they disagree with you on something. Um, you Absolutely. Know, so, but these are true believers, Mark. I mean, these not these uh, truthers. I mean, maybe not you, man, but the people we're talking about, the ones that are out there trashing on Free Talk Live, they are mm-hmm. uh, they are like the evangelicals of the uh, conspiracy. Movement. I mean, they're the most yeah, extreme. I agree. I agree. Hey, I had another quick question because I know we're running short on time. Yes, sir. Uh, but and I've only been listening to you guys for a couple of months or so, so I'm kind of I'm kind of new. What is the difference between? Uh, I don't know how what your regards are for uh, like Ayn Rand and that movement. I know there's a big rift between so-called libertarians and and the Ayn Rand uh, objectivist. So objectivists. where do you guys fall into that? Well, I don't know much about objectivism. Uh, Gardner might be able to comment better on this, uh, but from what I understand, Ayn Rand did not like libertarians and objectivism. Well, she felt like they ripped off her ideas. Objectivism isn't libertarian. It has some some similar yeah. themes, but it's not really libertarian. In fact, we had Terry Goodkind on the air with us, a uh, famous author, and he uh, claimed to be an objectivist and went on to support the Iraq War in the same conversation. Most objectivists so. do, from what I understand. Yeah, there, there so. seems to be yeah. some... It's, it's, yeah. it's fascinating, because the objectivism holds uh, from the identity principle in math mathematics of A being A and the idea that there is an objective reality and it plays on your, your senses as opposed to Immanuel Kant's idea that uh, everything was subjective and his philosophy and Kantism. Uh, but the thing where it seems to be inconsistent to me, and I don't want uh, objectivists to object, uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, uh, the, there's an inconsistency, inconsistency there because uh, when they derive their principles that you are the only owner of your body, you are the one who animates your body, therefore just logically no one should be able to move you. You are your prime mover, as Aristotle might have said. Um, they then get into the idea of, yeah, you own your body, you control it, you have a property in yourself, uh, but then, they, then they, they don't go so far as to say, well, therefore it's immoral for government to take a portion of your property to create the police force to protect your property. Uh, they fall into the same trap as John Locke in that case. And, and to me, the anarchist slash, in many cases, libertarian uh, uh, free market approach is that everything should be voluntary. Any initiation of force by anybody is unethical. We are out of time for tonight. Thank you for the call, Bill. Appreciate it. And everybody who is on hold, I'm sorry we didn't get to your call. Please, we had a whole bunch of calls on hold. Please call tomorrow night. We'll talk to you then. It's been Ian here with you. And Gard. And Mark. And join us online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. You ever have one of those days where everything goes right? First, I get the best parking space at work. Tonight, I have a date with a very lovely Rachel. And today, I gave a killer presentation in Sydney. Finalized the contract in London and demoed our new product in Boston. Online from my desk with WebEx. WebEx lets me take meetings and give presentations from my desk. I just talk to clients on the phone and they watch what's happening on my desktop from their desktop. So I can travel the world and still be here for my date tonight with Rachel. Travel less, meet online. Go to WebEx.com and try WebEx free. Just click the radio graphic and enter promo code 600 to get a free trial and a free webcam too. Remember that code 600 to qualify for the free webcam. WebEx, now part of Cisco and used by more than 5.5 million people every month. Give it a try, free. Go to WebEx.com and enter the promo code 600. W-E-B-E-X.com. Free webcams available while supplies last. Terms and restrictions apply. See website for details.